Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Welcome to episode 36 of Behind the Bench. And boy, it's a, it's another jam-packed episode. I can't lie to you guys. Every time I say it's jam-packed, I've literally been saying it for 36 episodes straight. It is always jam-packed. Let's get into it. Um, weekly lift. So uh, first of all, the boys chatted a, a, a ton about their, their past few weeks. Tom getting off the suspension. But into the weekly lift we go. Talk about... B- BTB hitting 10,000 streams, the bench brawl. We had a couple bench brawls. Um, the boys finally got our hockey team, U15, Subway Nickel Capitals, AAA, the Lively Men's Open baseball update, which segue great um, into our interview with Parker Savard, dual athlete hockey and baseball, more focused on baseball. He's playing at St. Cloud State University right now. Um, and it's a great listen for the kids, the young guys that really want to understand what it takes, um, especially in two sports listen to this interview um it was unbelievable may your performance of the week like always and there's a great hidden gem story in there for you people to listen to corny's quiz um i mean it's pure domination at this point um tom's two minutes tom had a great rant today like fantastic rant uh, it's actually a pretty good segment i, I thought it would be a little bit wishy-washy but tom, tom does good um with that then uh, we miss it like always uh, with our friends from Just Missing and big things coming out there. Watch out. There will be something coming to you soon in the fall. And our outro is all roads by the Arkells because me and me went to go see him three times out of a combined two people. So that's you got to love to hear that. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, may spring in the sweet sound of April wine. Let's get this jam packed episode 36 on the road. Let's go. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon To stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shone And the hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue Isn't my life, isn't my life, isn't my life Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36, John Gibson of Behind the Bench. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here. We are short numbered uh, tonight. Mason Savage has been absolutely in one uh, these uh, past couple of weeks. He's been very busy, um, but no problems there. Mason's got to do what he's got to do. He's got family in town, and we love that we're all about family. So spend the time with him, Mason. And me and Tom will take it over. We'll we'll be able to to handle it. I think tonight. Hey, Tom, how you feel? Oh, frick yeah! Let's get it going. Episode thirty six. It's been a hell of a you know two weeks since we last talked to the people. So. Absolutely. So let's get into it, Tom. Um, talk about, let's talk about what you've been up to. Uh, you're fresh off suspension after Tom's trial, after your one week suspension. How are you feeling? Yeah. So um, suspension was good. You got like, I was actually pretty lucky because during the suspension, you guys didn't do much BTB wise. And I actually thought I was going to miss a match and not be a part of it, but you know, it fell through with the guys you guys were supposed to play with. Um, so after suspension, um, you know, I got a haircut, as you can tell, a little, little fade, one and a half on the side. So nice. Someone's people listening to people listening to this can absolutely see it too. Yeah. Well, no, well, maybe we'll clip it. People, people have seen the hair. They've, I've, I've got some comments Kim Jong Tom. You haven't said it once and then you say it now. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's been good. It's been very hot this week, as you know. Player fatigue has set in. We've had a few bench balls, and I'm 
the winner of two of the matches. Uh, you're one and one, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, I'm good in the clutch. Golf is fun. Um, nothing else. Nothing really else going on. And we got some exciting news for coaching and hockey. So we'll leave it at that. Absolutely. And we'll get all into that. Um, for myself, Tom, I yeah, just came sorry. off. I was going to say, how was the Arkells, buddy? I just came off a heater of a weekend. Uh, unbelievable time in Teal. It was the first time I've been there in about two years, Tom. Try to let that sink in. It's kind of Did crazy. you guys get stuck uh, on the way there? Traffic? No, no, we were lucky. Everything flowed through The bridge there perfectly. is like construction. I know. Oh. We got downtown in a very good time. Um, the boys had a, had a, a stellar time. Um, I brought the boys to Ricci's in Vaughn. Anyone that's in Vaughn, go to Ricci's. Italian eatery. There's panzerottis the size of your head. Um, <laughs> very, very good food. So go check out Ricci's. No free ads there. Done. No, I know. But it, it's just one thing I got to recommend. The boys loved it. And then we went out. We had a sick sick airbnb um straight downtown we were like 32 stories up scariest view i've had it even though it was sick i i, I are you sick. are you are you a guy that's scared of heights though i hate heights oh, I, man. I went I on wouldn't. to the pat i went on the patio uh like the balcony i think the the day after the arkell's concert i walked out i turned around and said we're not doing this and i walked right back in there's no chance i was going on that balcony but the arkell's it does not matter if you like the Arkells. It does not matter if you know a song. Those guys put on one of the best shows I have ever seen. Like, I've been to Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is on a whole other level. He's on his own. But the Arkells are, like, next in line. You want to watch a great show. The Bolson Amphitheater is a beautiful night. You know, beers are flowing. It was an absolute time. Um, and they put they played all the classics. Like it, you couldn't you couldn't beat it. You couldn't beat it. What song did they come out to? Classic. Well, not a classic, sorry, but just it was a perfect for the setting. Sixteen months since their last concert, right. they came out to years in the making. So it's been years oh, in the making that we've been. And they had this whole good. speech about it. Oh, it was unbelievable. So the Arkells put on uh, a sick show and then just had a great time. In Toronto, we played Piper's Heath Golf Course. Um, Very challenging golf course, Uh, like a link style. I made a seven on the first hole and just I got got home in two. Well, I was greenside in two, but it was all collection area and the greens like the size of like a, a butter knife. So you you go you, as if you missed by an inch, you were off the green. So I went, uh, me and Obi were just like walking like two <laughs> two pedestrians uh, at the start of the round. So it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I was down there with Maddie Mayhew, James Green, Randall Bonson. There's a ton of people there: Stevie Johnston, Kevin McClellan, Milana, Ben Rain, Taylor Dixon, Ryder Johnson, all these people. Jay Grace, Jay Grace, Geo Beyond, Jay Grace, Am I forgetting anyone? Tom, am I forgetting? Uh, I wasn't even there. The Matheson brothers, the yeah, Matheson P. brothers were there. P. Shea, Harry Smith, yeah, Nick Carpino, the three-day bender. I, those guys, what a time. Um, trying to think anybody else from the South End group. I think I got everybody. Uh, Dario Baljo, uh, also it was his birthday too, so a little shout out there. But yeah, absolute time. What a blast. Um, Glad you had fun though, dude. Okay, well, the question I have for you, because we went and saw them two years ago. Together yes. in Guelph, what 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 concert was better? Well, it's got to be this one because you haven't we haven't seen a concert in so long. Exactly, and so that's it, the thing. I also I give any slight edge to like an outdoor 
I, I yes. love any outdoor venue. Reckless, um, baby. Yeah. Well, it, but it just adds to it, right? Like it does. It does. It was hard. It's hard to beat that show just because of what happened. But the Guelph show was also unbelievable too. Like it. Um, next time I go though, I want to get seats like right close. I, I I've sat outside now, like far enough. I want to be right down yeah, there. Yeah. So next time. There. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was an awesome weekend. Just great people. Um, and just a, a good time. It was good to, you know, get out. Um, and the, I haven't left Sudbury since, so, um, since COVID hit. So it was, uh, it was just nice to get out. It was awesome. Um, okay. Well, let's get into the weekly lift, Tom. Um, first thing is a little tap on the shoulder for the BTB boys. The boys hit 10,000 streams, which that means 10,000 plays. That means our show over 35 episodes has been listened to 10,000 times. So that roughly averages around 285, 86 uh, people listen a show. So thank you so much. Literally, this is why we do it. If we weren't getting listens, we wouldn't be doing this podcast anymore. But there, you come to listen to the stories and we want to keep providing the stories of these Northern Ontario people that if we weren't here, like I don't mean to sound, put us on a pedestal, but if we weren't here, some of these stories may never been heard. You know what I mean? Like Randy does mm-hmm. a great job. Randy does an amazing job with um, his articles and, and subreachports.com, but there's no podcast platform like us. We're so unique, which, uh, which I'm very happy about. So thank you for joining. You know, like I, like I said in our interview after the playoff at the bench, roll, we, you're on a rocket ship with us and we're, we're taking you to the moon. And we ain't fucking leaving. That's right. 10,000 streams. So thank you. Thank you. And just go give us some five stars review rating, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know where to find us. You've been listening to us for 10,000 times. So thank you very much, uh, people, for that. And it'll segue into our bench ball, Tom. So we had a couple bench balls. Let's talk about the big one, obviously, uh, Marcus Lino, Tyler Bertuzzi. So let me set, Let me tell you how this match started, first of all, yeah. for the people to understand what happened. Um Tyler, Tyler Berduzzi texted me. Um, he said, Hey, I'm going to be in town um, sometime in August. The only day I can do it is the day before I leave um, to Detroit, which is August the 15th. So I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm going to be at the, I'm going to be in Toronto on the 15th. I go, okay. I go, can you do a four o'clock tea time? He goes, yeah, I'll ask Marcus. Lino if you guys, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. So he picked, so he gets, I put the time in for 409. I haven't told Tom this. Uh, I haven't told Tom about it yet, just because I didn't want him to get his hopes up and then to fall through, whatever. So finally, you know, a few days later, I go, hey, Bert, you know, have you heard from Marcus? Shows me a text message from Marcus. And he goes, and, and I quote, let's dominate these fuckers. So yeah, yeah. Marcus Lino was in. I Mac. showed Tom that. Yeah. Talking smack right from the get-go. Uh, the 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 shit talk was unbelievable. Like back and forth. I was doing videos, you know, I was just sending videos to those guys, and it was a good time. So finally set it up. So now I just got to make it home. And that was my biggest thing. Like I was just always nervous, you know. Well, I may actually make the tea time. Um, and shout out again to Greener and and uh and Mayhew. Um, they got up. I mean, we had a late night. I'm not gonna lie, we had a late night. They got up. Um, we made it home. We left at nine. We had lots of time for time to come pick me up. And then we just we went out there. And it was some of the most fun I think we've had on a golf course. Like 
Okay. Not in terms of just like us being with NHLers is the fact that these guys are literally like any Joe Blow. They were hilarious. Like Marcus literally did not stop tripping us. Like every time I stepped over the balls, like, okay, fucking Big Easy, let's go. Come on, Big Easy. Like, and yeah, like well, go- not only that, every time I stepped over, even like you said, shots, he's doing the <clears throat> coughing right in my backswing. And he's like, or, or like you said, you know, Big Easy, how he's like, there's bunker there, there's water here. Like yeah, yeah. You know, he he didn't shy away from the chirps. And, even even uh, on the even on the playoff full. So let's talk about that. So we played decent golf. Like Tom played good, I played good. Um, Marcus was playing good for his handicap. He's taking advantage yeah. of his stroke holes. He had a bunch of net birdies. So uh, what happened? We were up a little. We were up five. I think five, that was the highest five. And then it did. Yeah. They just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away until we got all. Were we one up? We're all square after the turn. I think I can check, but yeah, I don't remember. But the biggest momentum swing was when they clawed all their all their way back in the back nine, and then we were Eve AS going on to seventeen. That was like the biggest fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Let me. I struggled. I'll I personally through, struggled. I'll yeah. rip through the stories right here. So yeah, um, let me go here. Yeah, so I know after the turn we either one up or or um. Or all square. Let me see here. Um, okay, yeah. So one up going to the turn. Then Marcus makes, makes a, I think, a par or birdie on 10. All square. Par. Par. Right, because we tied the Aggie. Takes one. But then we made we we had a great 11th hole and made it two up. Yes. No blood after 12. We stayed to, uh, two up. We both, then, me and Bert, both birdied 12. Right. Yeah, good yes. birdies. I think me and Marcus were fives. So like it was a Both solid fives. Well, two fives, two fours. Yes. Right, and then thirteen. It got ugly. I think. No, thirteen. Thirteen. They take one. They take yes. one. Fourteen. Um, we, we held off. We picked up two. We picked up two. We were three. Can up. we talk about the display on fourteen from Marcus Polino? Okay. So, it, <laughs> okay, and, then for, get, and then go after this. Okay, but this let's also make this point. point here. Let's also make this point here. These two guys literally did not play golf the entire yeah. year. Yeah. So, it Tyler Bertuzzi was 79 with Linguini back off of back surgery, <laughs> as Marcus would say, Linguini back. Lil Uzi, Uzi Burt was one of the good, best things I've ever heard. Come on, Uzi. Come on, Uzi. <laughs> like, nuts. Marcus Lino hits the hardest slice I've ever seen with like a 2007 uh, tailor made burner. R7 CGB Max or whatever. On nine, on nine, he said, if anyone has played the Idaho Golf and Country Club, he started the ball so far right, like it would hit the parking lot. And then he brought it all the way back in just past the 150. And he would pick up his tee. After he hit the ball, because he knew it was like right, and he'd be like, "Is good. that position eight? That was hilarious when he'd say that. I like to call that position eight. So, anyways, back to the back nine. We're three up after fourteen. So fifteen. I'm trying to remember the hole we had no, on. No, 15. I'm, tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you tell the story about fourteen. His display oh, there. Oh my god, yes, fourteen. Thank you, Tom. So fourteen, we all kind of hit like around the green. Right, no one hit the green. Yeah, yeah. No. Bird hit this eight iron that landed like short of the bunker. I think he's like yeah. he couldn't believe it. Yeah, Marcus Hazel rockets this ball in the middle of thirteen fairway. Yeah, so straight left onto the other hole that we just played, 
Then he, I believe he chunked it into the shit. And then a miraculous out, like to put this, it's hard to put this in perspective, people, but he had like three blind shots. Like he had no idea where the hole was. He was just hitting. And he got up to like, what, 20 feet from that one shot of the bush. He made a five. It was one of the greatest fives probably you'll ever see. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we ended up taking two because Marcus obviously made a a big five. And and Bert was four. Bert was four. I think one of us made three. Mm, Or you? Because we took two. Because we took two. Yes. Yeah. 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 So three up after 14. We play 15. And Bert, right. Bert makes birdie. Bert makes birdie. He threw an absolute dart to like literally four feet. Drills it. Yeah. So we're one up, and then sixteen. I I, I had I, I picked up for you had me all day. I that was a yeah. hole. I made a, a part of save us point, but you were all yeah. over the map that hole, right? I was right because yeah. oh I, yeah, because Marcus everyone hit driver, and Marcus tripped oh, you because yeah. you hit iron off yeah. the tee, which is hilarious. But this gets into my next story because after my tee shot on seventeen, and after my two putt, he goes, Bert, we can't trip him anymore he yeah. gets going out yes. we trip him yes so so we play so we get to 70 and like it's pretty nervous like someone takes three points it's over right because we're all square and, yeah and i, I want to step in here quickly because 17 for the, everyone listening 15 and 16 tom was playing pretty good but i go double 15 double 16 my partner chimino saves my ass so we're all square going to 17 i actually never felt this nervous for a golf shot ever in my life so, i literally like they hit first, and I had to take a deep breath and close my eyes. Like I'm like, my heart's racing. Like I need to have a good shot here, or we're, and, we're gonna lose. Like matches gonna like, yeah. And and to put it into perspective, like for people to understand, so on a par threes, there's four points up for a hole. If you hit the green in two putt, it's another point. Those are called the greenies. So yeah. we're all square, and if one of us don't hit the green, we basically could lose, lose. the match in yeah. a three point swing. So Marcus go goes right. And yeah. then Bert hits one uh, to like, it, it was a, it was a back pin, but front of the green. So it's a tough putt. Tom, you kind of hit yours in the, in a, in a similar spot. And yeah, I hit, I, and I hit mine and everyone thought it was tracking, um, but it was short. So I chip, I barely, barely missed the hill. It comes down. So then I, uh, I put up to like three, four feet. And uh, Bert puts one, puts his putt short. So now we're like, okay, he might miss his greenie up here. Tom puts one nice and tight. Marcus, and this is the well, only downfall good. to Mar- Mar- Marcus's game is his putting and chipping. Short, yeah. His short game just kills him. Okay, like well, he, was, he, he, was stick right handling, he was stick handling yeah. in the corner, finding cappers up. Right. So back right pin, he's pin high, rough. Toughest right? shot. One of the toughest, toughest shots. Shot. So he flubbed. And then he put it on and then had like what five feet, I would say. Yeah, I think he made like five. He was five. He missed. So he was five. Right. So then Bert makes four. Because he missed his greenie. So he missed his greenie. I have the biggest green. So I have the you, biggest greenie so, ever. So you get I picked up your greenie. I two putt. Yeah, two putt. You get your greenie. So right now we have one point Three. secured, two points yeah. secured, two points secured. Um, because Tommy grabbed the low and the green. So I'm standing over this bogey putt. And I got a putt to win, right? Yeah. 
You would have been five, Al. Bert, Marcus was four, I believe, dude. Yeah, no, Marcus two did fours. make four. Yes, two, two fours. fours. Now, because the Aggie wasn't making tests. Yes. So now I'm two standing fours. over this three, four-footer to win. For bogey. For net seven, for bogey. right? And they were net eight. So we would have yeah. got the aggregate. We would have got, we got three points. It would have been the match. Points. And I pu- I pushed this ball so far. Like, it was such a nervous putt. So I miss. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever. But at the same time, we're still two up. We're in the driver's seat. They need yeah. to take two points on yeah. 18. We both bomb driver. Bomb driver down down 18. Uh, Marcus is in on the right, and Bert hit a, a hellacious one down, too. Um, so we get up to 18. I lay up. Tom, you you – Tried to lay up, but you you lost it a little bit and went into the bush. Yeah. But we found yeah, the ball. You had a good punch yeah. out. Um, and I put mine to like 30, 40 30. feet, 30, 40 yeah. feet um, yeah. for birdie. Marcus lays up, uh, lays up, punched out, and then he and then he missed short. And uh, honestly, if it wasn't for what he did, we would have we would have gave up. Well. Actually, it wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. We did give up. Yeah, we did give up two points, but he made it a lot easier for he us was to win. Eight net seven. Eight net seven. He he sculled his shot all the way past green, like near the pine trees, then went flub flub, got it on two putted. He kind of just picked up his ball, but it was like whatever. Like he was, was going to matter. Yeah. yeah. So Bert makes four. Tom, you make five or six. I was six. I was bogey. Six. So, so I, I bring my putter down. I, I bring my putt down to maybe a foot and a half, two feet at the most. Two feet to win again. Two. So 17, I missed it. 18 to win the match. I thought I hit a good putt. This one I didn't feel bad about. This one, I, 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 I swear to God, I hit a good putt. Lips out. And Marcus and, and Bert, the reaction... Shout out to Bronner who did the live stream while Mace was gone. Got this on camera. Their celebration was unbelievable. Then they come up, they grab me, they're yelling, We're going to playoffs. Number 10, let's go. So I'm like, oh my God, like I gotta get it together here. We go down to 10. And my first question to Tom is, Do, do I go for it? Tom goes, You, you fucking stupid. Oh no. my god, I was that, very you upset. Go, you go put that thing back. So yeah, we both hit our shots to similar spots on the on the left rough. On yeah, 10. They probably saw the live people, yeah, probably right, played. right. So, yeah, and Bert went for it, he sailed the hole with the four iron. Um, and then Mark slayed up, he went right, then he did a little song and dance with his <laughs> with his putter <laughs> and, and, and wedge. We ended up winning with two bogeys. Um, and and it sealed the deal. Marcus had uh, three jacked, uh, to, to extend it, I believe. So, yeah, we won. It was ugly. It was ugly, but it was again it was one of the best. Ugly 17, 18, 18, I thought. Yeah, and yeah, sixteen. Um, and and it was it was one of the best times. So like, it was so much fun. Uh, Marcus, shout out to Marcus. He brought he brought uh, the boys a jersey, which is sick. I have it here, but when BTB has his headquarters, it'll be making its way there. Um, a sick jersey, signed it. Like what a a, a top I, notch, uh, top notch dude. I finally got response back from Bert from I wished him happy birthday whenever his birthday was, but I shot him a text saying thank you or a DM on Insta finally answered and he wants yeah. to do it again. 
So next year he wants to do it's it again. It's a yearly that's, thing. That's a, Marcus wants yeah. it too. So I, it was a, it was a blast. Um, we had, we had a good time. Um, and I mean, just shout out to the old guys for, you know, doing it on such, you know, and it was short notice and, and we wanted to make it work with them and I'm happy we did. For sure. And one thing I want to ask you, um, because I've been hearing a lot from people that, that I, that I know, purposely since, missed my putt. That since you missed those putts on 17 and 18, I had Mr. Alex Folk and I had all these guys text me that did you guys make a bond, you know, so we get an extra hole out of it with these two NHL players. I said, are you fucking crazy? An extra hole? You know how much stress that those 17, 18, 10 playoff hole had on me and you? It was ridiculous. And Because if we lose, that, we go one and three to two guys that haven't played golf in a year. And to, to make, like, make this sound more clear that we didn't make this bond, on 17, you're making me read this thing. And you're like, Tom, tell me you love it. Tell me you love it. Like, if you're not asking me that, if you're going to miss on purpose, you're not. You're like, Tom, is this the line? I'm like, you got to hit it right here. And you, you didn't. I think you just pushed it. But anyways, you got to ask me that if you're, if you're going to miss on purpose. Like there's no way Al, you were, you were trying to miss on purpose. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. I know. I know. I so know. The I know to the to the people off. saying that. I like. I'm sorry. I'm misguiding you, but it's totally not my. I when I have a putt to win, I'm trying to win. It don't don't matter who and when. But um. But again, what a good time. And and thanks to those guys. Our other bench roll we just completed today. Um. We're, we're recording this Thursday night. Um, was uh, it was a cool one? We got to do the scramble match. Tom was with Julia Plex when I was with Milana Markon. Um, and it was a good time. Um, I mean, we we did get shellacked. Um, but I mean, you know, Milana has only been playing golf for two years, and and Julia is a, a very good golfer. Um, yep. I mean, she played for Carlton. Um, so and and she was just like, like, uh, you know, um. Tim Stapleton in in the sandbagger. She's like Mr. Miyagi, just like never never missed a shot really. And her putter was elite. Like she was making putts. Like she makes putts. Um, and I I said Milana, I'm like we're, we're I think we're three over right now. They're even. I go, I, I don't even know. Like those guys, they just they, they didn't miss a shot. Um, the the basically summing up on my end, Julia gave me the biggest green light every single hole. Well, cause she you know, just she knocked put, it down there and it wasn't, and it wasn't Milana's fault. Cause she was giving me that too. I just, yeah. I just sucked. Um, and for my, my driver was snappy. Um, I just, yeah, it was not good. I, I had one good hole, one good hole. Um, and, uh, I had, yeah, one good hole is the first hole. And I made, uh, I made bird. bird. I made, uh, well, Milana tapped in for bird. Um, it was a good team bird. Um, but yeah, like, Regardless, it was a good time. Like you know, it sucks to to lose like that. But um, oh, it was good to get girls involved too. It was it was like different. Absolutely, us. no, it was different. And it was Sunday. different for us to be on different teams. And you know what? It was you know just a good day. And it was obviously like how gorgeous it was today. It was you know scramble is a good format, and obviously it came down to putting. And one thing I wanted to say is that you had two putts, two putts that you walked in, and they missed. One. Sorry, it's funny because it's like it's you, and I would you would have laughed and said the same thing about me too. So, but they look, I, as they soon look, as you hit them, them, as soon as you so hit good. them, I said, "Oh, yeah, this this could be in." And then they missed last second, but you, you had the little one step, two step going towards the hole, but it ended up not lipping or ended up lipping out, or you just missing it. So, but it was fun, yeah. anyways. 
Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really good time. Like it was, it was fun. It was fun, uh, regardless. And and a scramble, I I always like a scramble uh, too. So it was cool to do that format, but uh, uh, a lot of fun, nonetheless. No matter me, and Milana won. Well, last time I checked, we still had the popular vote, so we'll we'll take that from uh, from the fan vote. Um, we'll take that small W if it's still there. Um, but. Let's move on, Tommy. That's the bench balls, ladies and gentlemen. You want to get in the bench ball? Just yet. we got we got a waiting list though. But if you want, oh my god, if it's you want absurd. it, the Di Pietro boys have been dodging us for three weeks. I got the Paladino, the Paladino, yeah. the Paladino boys want the smoke. Uh, congrats to to Vince on his like sixteenth club championship. I want the smoke. I want it. Let's let's, uh, let's go. Let's run it. What's the uh, uh and Matheson? We're gonna do a home and home with them. Um, I mean, like the Geo and and Colton, uh, again, Flies. those two, no, they, they've been they're like mosquitoes, they keep texting me every day. Well, what's gonna happen when, when we play? When we play, yeah, yeah, and uh, they're all like, Yeah, I just had 74 and 75. They don't understand the mental grind of when they're in a bench. Welcome crawl. to the bench, us too. Yeah, yeah, welcome, welcome to the bench, bench crawl. Crawl. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is Colton and Geo are like the dodgeball movie. Like you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. They just been, you know, dodge, dip, and dog, whatever they uh, they said in dodgeball. They, they, every time we we ask them to play, like, they can. Uh, same with the Di Pietro boys. Yeah, same like, the and then we see them at the golf course and like, oh, you guys ditching us? I'm like, we we we're, we have time. Like, you know, we give you our availability, and then we we put a time in, and they can't make it. So it's like it's our fault. Right, right. Okay, let's move on, Tom. Okay. To some uh, some good news, the boys, it, you know, it's been a long time coming. This was a stressful month for me and Tom. And we were pretty terms, quiet about it. In, ter- we in terms of hockey, we were very quiet about it. Very stressful um, month. The boys finally got our hockey team. We are back coaching the U15 AAA team. Very happy. Our boy Curly Jordan Curly Ack will be the head coach. It's gonna be a fun year. Um, but it was a it was a tough process. The the interview, um, what was uh, was it, it was it was hard but good. Like we, I think we performed well in it. Um, it was just like you know, just very happy that we got this team and hopefully bringing them to an OHF championship. That's that's the goal. Um, Tom, uh, I'll let you I'll let you go here, but I did say Mason Savage was missing uh, the episode. It looks like he's in the waiting room, so we'll bring Mason in. Tommy, talk to us about us getting our hockey team. Yeah, so like you said, long progress of our progress process of getting this team and, you know, the whole interview. And I felt like every other age group had their team and coaching staff like a month and a half ago when we were just, you know, in the process of figuring out other coaching staff members and, you know, the whole interview process, like you said, and all that stuff. But now it's done. Uh, we, you know, our tournaments are almost pretty much booked. So and now it's an exciting time. And obviously tryouts coming up soon. Um, but now it's like giddy up time because we're, we, we're like so far we've been hypothetically planning. And now now it's yes. like now it's go time. Now it's go now time. it's go time. So it's a little bit stressful in that sense. But I'm very excited. Obviously, Jordan Kroyak, like you said, our head coach. And he, he was someone that actually coached me when I was playing for the Caps. So it's like comes full circle now. And like you said, major Bantam year. This is a big year for them OHF wise along with it's the, you know, the year prior to their draft year in the OHL. So that's very exciting. and um. I coached the major midgets two years before I, you know, got on with you and this team. And you said you're going to love the kids. And, you know, I got really attached to these kids last year, even though it was a COVID year, we barely played any games. We played inter-squad games, but I see a lot of potential in these kids. They're all, you know, 
very gifted in, in a sense and just fun to be around. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this year and I'm glad we, you know, we got the team. Yeah, very excited. It's going to be a good year, and we'll definitely keep the people updated on, on how our team's doing. Um, we'll get some sick pics of Tom and, and the boys uh, in our suits and stuff. Mason Savage has entered the podcast. We didn't. I didn't know he was going to make it. Mason Money Savage, quite the week for you, buddy. How are you, man? How are you? Uh, it's been a long four or five days. It started off, uh, drive to Toronto, see uh, – I didn't go to the concert on, on Friday, but I saw most of the guys. Didn't even see Chimino. Um, but then Saturday bought last minute tickets, went Saturday, had tickets for Sunday, went Sunday. Then Laura double takes Dion. Me, yeah, double Dion. Um, then Laura takes me backcountry camping, first time ever. Uh, so we're carrying like 40 or 50 pound backpacks. Uh, bring all your food in, bring it all out, whatever. Um, we are in the most beautiful spot in the world, Tom. Uh, you yeah, need the to pictures are unbelievable. Yeah. Have you seen her Instagram yet? Yeah, it's unbelievable. No. I, I just got the follow from her. I was going to say that, but I didn't know, think you were going to come on. I got the follow from her. Oh, that's big. Um, but yeah, this place, <laughs> it felt like I was in Hawaii or Australia. It blew my mind. Uh, great, great experience overall. Laura fed me well. Uh, we're, we're cooking dehydrated meals. So you add two cups of boiling water and boom, you got like past aroma. Like, Chim, it's like no nuts. I swear. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Jeez, Mace. That's a bold statement. I like it though, Mace. How, how did you enjoy that? How, how did you enjoy the arc house? I definitely shouldn't have went back to back nights. Saturday was probably all I needed, but what a show! They never disappoint. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They, but it was it was very much like a, the same show. Yeah, for the most part, well, yeah. different cover, but they covered right. ABBA Saturday night. Well, yeah. Laura was dancing. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome. Mace, good. Mace, it's good to see you, man. It looks like you legit came. I know you wanted to from Cabell. Yeah. <laughs> literally Florida. You literally look looked like you jogged there. Five hour energy bar. You chugged a couple of those. You got a good tan on now. You're back. But you look so you look good, dude. We brought everything camping but sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Laura Laura's face is just a tomato. Oh, oh my god, that's nuts! Um, but yeah, Mason picks look sick, so that it looks like you had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Little vacay. Uh, congrats, we... congrats to Tom on the big win today. Thank you. Thank you. We just debriefed it. Uh, we just debriefed Light our work. Light work. The, 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 our, our big W was with uh, with uh, the the Felino and Bertuzzi W. Mason, did you catch any of the live or any of uh, of that before we move on quickly? I watched. I was watching the live playoff hole. Uh, but I was at the concert. Oh my god! <laughs> so I, 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 I was so close to just being like, "Yo, let me in the line. <laughs> Look at this view." <laughs> That's a real view. That's for sure. But uh, but yeah, Bronner did well, dude. Bronner yeah, did. No, uh, Bronner stepped in. Shout out to Bronner, caddy of the year. He should have been last year at the ID Cup. Uh, <laughs> I want to say he's the social media guy of the year for the BTB crew. Um. And yeah, I, I was just MIA, tough, tough one to miss, but you guys crushed it. Uh, what an opportunity. And yeah, I don't know. We took, more to yeah, say. How's that Jersey? How's the, you got Jersey out it's of it? Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Gamers, man. All these people that, you know, DM us want to play bench balls. We got one lined up next week. I can't wait. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. I got someone on the line right now that needs to talk to Alex. Jim, you know. I just tried calling me. Is not clutch whatsoever. <laughs> Get those guys off. 
Get those guys off. Oh, Maddie's already talking smack. Get those guys off. Wait, wait, wait. I want to ask one question because we're going to get into this topic. Mr. Alex Chimino Mason is playing in the Lively Men's Open, and I have two guys on the phone line that are in the same group as him Saturday. So, Maddie and Zach, can you please just give us your predictions on what Alex Chimino is going to do on Saturday? I just hope there's no uh, no relation to his appearance in Blind River last year. In the end. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 expecting Al to go low on day one. I think the Sunday scaries are going to hit him, and uh, <laughs> I'm just hoping for not too many club throws. Uh, we're hoping for a 79 for Al. Let's go. Love it. Okay, I love it, boys. So thanks for the phone call. You got him hype. He had a tough day today at the golf course. BTB to the moon. Okay, boys, we'll see you in about an hour. Love you guys. Okay. All right. So, Lively Men's Open is upon us, boys. That's probably the second biggest tournament to the invite at the at the ID. Um, and it's going to be a good time. I'm playing in it. Um, so, I'll, I'll get some footage if I can from there. Um, and, uh, yeah, boys, any you guys got thoughts on Lively? Anyone playing it? Yeah. Uh, Jim, I think you go 78, 82. Yeah, if I break, listen, night. if I, if I break 80, if I break 80, it'll be, yeah, you're right. It will be along there. I'll be, I just, yeah, just not play stupid, have fun. And, and that's it. Tom, Tom, you're, you're muted. Don't think about it, man. I know I was on mute. Have fun. You play better when you're not pissed at yourself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you get in these cranky moods. Just have, have a couple of <laughs> And go and hit the golf ball when you're like, nah, nah, I suck, nah, dude. Okay, it's gonna happen, man. Okay, just go out and you shoot the best round. What did you it's shoot only game. on Tuesday? What did you shoot? Like 79s, 80? I shot 80. There you go. Did you have fun? Did you have fun? I had a, I had a good time. 80. At easy. 80 with 40 putts. <laughs> I three jacked, I think, four or five holes on the back. All right, we gotta work on this putting just a tad, dude. Yeah, I don't know what's how you used to be the best part of my game, but anyways, I, I'm gonna go hey, practice man. tomorrow. It's all good. Good luck, dude. I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to you having you know a good tournament and all that stuff. Shout out to to our boy Justin Cars who who'll be running the whole show. So I played the I played my practice round with them on Tuesday, um, which uh, was good. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, great great kid, and you do good stuff there at, at Lively. So. Let's get in uh, to the baseball update, boy, boys. Tom, tell us about our Subri Voyagers before we get into our interview. Yeah, so the Voyagers, 15 and under. They are in second last, but they have a 6-18 and 18 record, 14 points. Um, 16 and under team, only a four-team division. They are in third out of four teams. They are 8-12. and 12. And our 18 and under boys... Bigger division. They are in middle of the pack. They sit at one, two, three, four, five. They're in sixth place. Eight and 11. Eight and 11, 16 points. So that's the update on the baseball. It's been, you know, a pleasure, um, you know, getting our brand out with, uh, as in BTB with the Voyagers. We're seeing a lot of it on Twitter with the uh, with the starting lineup sale. Yeah, I love I love seeing that. It gets me fired up. Um, next home, we got to get we got to get to the game, boys. Yeah, we always say we got to get to the I know, game. but we, we got to get to the game. game. Um, and, and see, uh, and see, Mister JG in action. Yeah, and it segues good into interview. Someone who coached uh, one of the teams who sponsored the U14 team, um, Parker Savard. We had Parker Savard. Um, it was our first in-person interview since December. Boys were a little bit rusty. I'm not gonna lie. Tom and I was more free flowing because 
we just know Parker very well. But um, it was we, it was solid. It was still good. Um, I'll put, you're gonna see. I I missed a big one um, with stats. Um, you'll notice it. I I sound like a complete idiot. Um, but I'll I'll say that for we missed it. Um, but let's move into the interview with Parker Savard. Go and enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest to the show today. One of our best buds to join the pod. It's the first time, Tom, that we're in person um, since our last one was in December with Evan and Episode Ward 13. Kyle. Episode 13. And here we are in episode what is it, 36. This one's coming out. Oh, whatever. We'll figure it out. Well, it's been a long time coming nonetheless. Born in Thunder Bay, this person bounced around a few southern towns before settling in Sudbury where when he was six to seven years old. His memory's a little bit foggy, can't remember. But safe to say he's a good old Valley boy now. Hey, would you agree, Greener? Also, James Green is uh, joining today. We have a strict rule with Greener. He stole the show last time <laughs> with, with Giroux, so got to be careful. Um, one minute, one minute if you even try to grab the mic. Okay, Greener? Um, okay, he is a dual athlete that played AAA hockey up until 2018 where he traded in his skates for his ball glove full-time, taking his talents to Dakota County Technical College, what a name, for two years where he then committed to St. Cloud State University, had a solid freshman season in 2020 with a 412 average, not bad yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the longest intro we've had. Please welcome our good buddy Parker Savard to BTB. How are you? Pretty good, boys. How are you guys doing? Hey, man. We're, what we're an great. intro. One intro. What an intro. What a day. The boys have had an absolute day. We went golfing today. Uh, Greener was on absolute fire. Uh, fuego. Over. He's on fuego. Likes to say. <laughs> Before we get started here, uh, I want to say shout out to Greener for the best round of his life ever. <laughs> Shooting an 88 at the Idlewall. Pretty <laughs> impressive, buddy. I'm not going to talk about the round. I want to save my words for later. Well, I got about 100. Well said, well said. I love it. All right, so Savvy, let's take it right to the start. So you played, you started hockey and, and baseball. What came first and, and really what made you, you know, kept going with it? Uh, I mean, first was that, first that I remember was hockey. Uh, my dad in, I think it was in Ottawa. Um, he made a rink in the backyard and that's kind of where I learned how to skate Learn how to skate pushing a uh, big garbage can just back and forth yeah. down the ice kind of thing. Um, and then baseball kind of came, I would say, like the summer after summer like of, yeah. that, that that winter was done. And it was called, uh, what was it, blast ball that I played. It was one base and it just <laughs> hit off a tee and then the bait, you'd run to the base and it would make a noise and then you'd have to run back. There's no outs or anything like that, yeah. but it was it was good. Yeah. Awesome, and and so obviously you stuck through it and you played both all the way up until you were 18 years old. So talk to because and this is a big question that we're starting right off the hop here. But a lot of kids nowadays, especially we coach, they give up a sport right off the hop. Um, usually some kids play soccer or baseball. They give it up just to play hockey. So what's your take on, and, and you did it. You lived through it. You know, Obviously, it is a grind. You're one of the select few that does it. Play both at a very high level. So talk to us about what the grind is, and, and do you recommend these kids to, to play more than one sport? Well, yeah, to start off with the recommendation part, it's I would definitely recommend it. It's yeah. The more sports you play, the better of an athlete you become, right. in a sense. Um and then, like, the grind part, it's, 
It's every day, you're no sleep, long car rides, um, a lot of practices, a lot of games, but I think more on the practice side where um, I think that's where kids are falling short nowadays. Yeah. It's everybody just wants to play games, 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 games. Yeah, yeah. But the practices is where you get all your reps, all, all your looks, all that kind of stuff in. And um, the games is just where you perform. Right. Okay. Talking about practice. I like it. Talking about Talk. practice. <laughs> um, well, it's good to grab the mic here, now, you know, in person. Um, Savvy. So we said in the intro, Shmino did that, you know, your memory's a little blurry about Thunder Bay, but which family member was from there? Was it your dad or your mom? Do you remember that? No. So they were up there. My dad had a job up there. So that's, that's the story on that. I don't, I don't really know and then, what he worked for. Yeah, 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 Sorry, yeah. dad, but no, no, it's all good. Brian's going to listen to this. Yeah. And then speaking of Brian, we have to get into the Valley East Rebels these days. And oh. you know, James, I, well, we played against Tremino, so a little touchy subject, but I made the move over from the Nickel Center. So I made the move over from Nickel Center. I think everyone knows the story by now, 35 episodes in. But I made the move over from Nickel Center Flyers from Garson to play for the Valley East Rebels, where I met Parker for the first time. So what do you remember most about you know the Valley East Rebels days and more importantly, like the youth of your hockey career? So yeah, so touch on the Valley East Rebels. I just remember every Sunday we would have, um, so it was like novice all the way up to midget. They had, a te- they had teams and it would start at probably 8 a.m. and go all the way into the night, and it would just be novice, uh, Adam, Peewee, Bantam, Midget games, and you just, if you played in the first game, you stayed for all the rest of the games, or if you played the last Midget game, you were there some, sometime during the day, and that's really what I remember from uh, the Rebels. Um, also, to touch on, I'm sure we'll get into it, but our major Adam year, yeah. that run, that run was... Uh, very special very 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 special well we'll get right into it i guess um just before we get into tommy and him sound like him going to nickel city from nickel center to valise like lebron going yeah, to Miami. Well, i mean that's, i just want to put that out it's a big deal they, they made and you guys yeah, made yeah. a super team yeah. and you guys are good all ontario's all that i mean it was an unbelievable year, and I had uh, the pleasure of being a part of a lot of those thrashings. So. <laughs> the Sudbury Wolf Pack. <laughs> <laughs> one win team. One win. Listen, guys, we're not gonna we're not gonna win this game. That's the best speech I've ever gotten. We're not gonna win this game. Go out there, practice, try your best, but we're not gonna win this game. That was the best. So yeah. So talk to us about um, obviously growing up playing in Nickel City. Um, Nickel City Hockey played, you know, Dom Giroux, James Green, uh, Tommy Flowers, you know, a, bu- a bunch of good hockey players spotted for. I'm missing a bunch. Um, so, yeah, kind of talk to us about your Nickel City days and, and playing hockey there. Well, yeah, those are those were a little bit more memorable just because I was older and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I'd say one of the most uh, remarkable tournaments that we went to was the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. Um that was an invitational tournament, invitational one, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. And Got yeah, it was invite. just, you get billets and you're in this big arena that you've, I've never played in anything like that before. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's fans there from all over the world, teams there from all over the world. Um, I think there was teams from like England, yeah, stuff like wild. that. Like, yeah, just nuts, just don't even appreciate where you are at the time but like looking back at it now you take some appreciation into it and 
also seeing some of the names that we played against and seeing where they are now in the NHL and stuff, and like it's it was a big deal back then. So that same major period, year, I think we we had the Quebec tournament, though, and then we had all Ontario's in Thunder Bay. Am I yeah. am I right? Yeah, about that? yeah, that's right. Yeah. So before we get into the Thunder Bay, the one story I wanted to say about the Quebec tournament is that you lived with Drew. Am yeah. I right about that? Yeah, yeah. So do you remember what song you had to dance to in front of all the parents and you know all your whole teammates? Because me and May, you had to do the Gangnam Style when that was yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago now. Do you remember what you and I some, don't remember some EDM but song probably. No, 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 no. So. Every day we went to the rink with our billet. So he drove us every day to the rink and he had one song that he would play on repeat. And it's like a, it's probably like a 25 minute drive. And this song's two and a half minutes long. <laughs> and this song's on a repeat. And take, take this into note. I'm not French. I don't know any, like I know a little bit of like, a yeah, little yeah, bit of French. Yeah. And Demier knows, Demier knows everything. <laughs> Everything, everything yeah. French. Same, and same thing with me and Mayu, because like, Mayu was fluent. Yeah. I'd answer like we and like no, no, like no, yeah. whatever. No, we, no, no. like, no. yeah. So we're driving on the rink, songs on repeat for 25 minutes, and <laughs> we he stops the song periodically and wants us to keep singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm in the back, Demian are in the back seat, and. <laughs> He stops it at one point. This is probably like a third or fourth trip to the rink, so we like we know like the rhythm. Yeah. It's like ba 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 ba, and I'm just basically doing that. I'm just mumbling because I don't know any of the words. Yeah, yeah. And Demier's singing his heart out, and he, he stops it and he goes, Demier, all right. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting there like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like what do I say? Oh, <laughs> he sewered you. Yeah, he sewered <laughs> me big time. <laughs> <laughs> experience though and like obviously your parents are there my parents are there um having them there for you know that tournament even at a such young age i couldn't even imagine it at this age doing that tournament um one thing i want to say though and before we get into that major peewee you're continuing all ontario's where we played jack hughes we have to get into that just a little bit but not a big deal uh, i have a little side question how is it you know your whole life growing up having your dad as a coach because obviously not many people have you know the dad as the head coach how was that for you yeah no it's unbelievable um the amount of knowledge that he knows about just sports in general, mm-hmm. um, just from growing up playing and stuff like like learning. Obviously, he went to so many coaches' clinics and coached seventeen U um, team Ontario. Um, but yeah, no, like you could attest for it too. Like yeah. it's unbelievable having your dad as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of time that I saw him put in. That I like guaranteed nobody else did mm-hmm. was uh, a lot for yeah. sure. Uh, just like with practice plans oh, and power plays and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Most prepared coach ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, all Ontario, so we have to talk about it because I don't even know if you got a recap about what happened during that game when we played against all the Rebels. Oh, God. And I know, I know oh, Sabar has a little bit of a bad memory just from the start. I, I didn't do. know that. But I, I do, do you remember most about that finals game and what went down? I know I think they, I know from what I call. remember, yeah, the bad call, but they also scored on a delayed penalty. The puck went in their net, and the ref called no goal. Like, delayed penalty, I think the penalty was on us. I'm not sure mm-hmm. who got the penalty. The goalie went out of the net, and, I don't know, the puck went off the skate when the D were going D to D or whatever, and the puck went in. And the ref called no goal for us. Yeah. I think that would have made a 5-5 five, five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that would have tied the game. And, like, take it for consideration, they were, like, the number 
two ranked team in yeah. the country yeah. at the point. Yeah. And we were I don't know, like 12 or something like that. But they were a big deal playing against them. And when that happened, I was just like... I think Big Cheese like, slashed the rally out. Like, yeah, it yeah, was... We went nuts. It, it was to the point good. where it, it felt like, you know, on NBC when like the NBA wants LeBron to make it to the finals, it kind of yeah. felt like they wanted yeah, them to win. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a wild story. I, I didn't get to experience any of that. Um, so just be grateful. You're in, just, just be grateful you're in the finals, okay? Then we won more than one game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, the only thing I I mentioned about like the PB tournament, I actually got to watch you guys on TV, which was pretty cool. Like yeah. as a kid, like so kids like I played against. Like I didn't know you guys that well. Um, Not looking at them now. But now now we're all buddies. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. Um, so. I guess what what we'll do is we'll bring it to let's bring it to your draft year ish U uh, sixteen with the with the Wolves uh, Subway Wolves. So first of all, what was it like going from Suns having the big rivalry to putting the Wolves jersey on? Was that because I know some kids struggled with it? And what's your thoughts on it? I'd say at first it was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, like why am I driving to countryside for practice stuff like that? Right, but. I mean, the jersey part didn't matter. We was all kind of the same guys on the team because we had to migrate over to have a team kind right. of thing. Right, we combined. Yeah, we combined. Um, but no, it, I, I guarantee if it was younger Parker, then I probably would have had a tough time swallowing that. Right, yeah. I'm not wearing that wolf. Yeah, exactly. I'm not putting that jersey on. Yeah. Right, and, and man, it was, it was a crazy year. Um, because that year is the second year the the double A elite program that they had going on where they combined Nicholas City. So so really, I don't even, there was no Nicholas City triple A. Obviously, um, was there Nicholas City double A? I don't think so. No, I think we were. Yes, yeah, so we were gonna make a team right. before um, we came over. Uh, wow. It was gonna be like half the guys. Thirteen the got twelve guys. Yeah, yeah twelve guys, one goalie. Like and this was just all like talks it, yeah. by, at, after one of the tryouts, yeah. right? Because that year, like, there again, there was like a hundred kids at that tryout. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah. cuts were made, right? I, and I didn't. This was my first time hearing that. That's yeah. that's yeah. nuts. I I didn't know about that. So was it gonna be like a tournament team type deal, or like try and play in the league? No, I think we were just trying to play in the league. See, that's Against, like Manitoulin, Espinal, like yeah. all that Sudbury. Wow. Yeah. I'm very grateful that that didn't happen. Um, I, got to play, I had to play with some great hockey players. Let me, let me tell you. Um, so I that double A year. Um, so it, all the all the guys that got cut trickled down to us, and everyone got the release. Everyone came, um, which was which was nuts. Like the tryouts was very high strung. A lot of kids, like you know, that were good double A hockey players, didn't make it um, just because there were so many kids coming from the from the top level. So. When you got cut, like, did you, I know it's tough, like, did you know it was coming? And then, obviously, what was your attitude playing in the double-A year? Because there, there is the big, you know, double-A, triple-A thing. So, what, what was your thoughts? Um, I'd say, so, the, the cutting thing, I kind of had a little bit of an idea, yeah. just because I was a smaller guy, undersized right. kind of right. kind of deal, and, like, it's your draft year and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I had that kind of thing in the back of my head but I still thought I was going to make the team right. obviously Absolutely. like every kid does yes. like right. it's just the thoughts that you have um, and then obviously getting caught and then going to that double A team that was 
probably one of the best things that could ever happen. Mm-hmm. Just getting to play, I'd say to not my level, but a little bit, um, being a little bit better than the average double right, play. Like, sure. not yeah. to say that they're well, bad no, or no, anything, but like, no, no. But like yeah, 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 just coming down to that and seeing that I was still like good in a sense. Right. Like that. No, absolutely. Like you went, you know, you're playing elite, you're a middle yeah. guy in elite and, and you, you know, should expect yourself to be a top guy yeah, when you're on that the team. Right. Yeah. So, and man, what a year. I mean, we had captain, oh captain God. Greener on the team. Greener for captain, <laughs> greener for captain. So and we told the story with Giroud, but you remember greener for captain, the whole captain campaign? I do. In the locker room. Yeah. I remember the locker room. <laughs> got up on the bench. Got up on the bench. Greener for captain. I'll never Did you have me. your jersey like swinging in the in the yeah. locker room over your head? I don't know, man. But I was joking around, and then the, I, I think I had like a good first tournament before we voted for the seat, and the boys just ran with it. Yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all hands on deck for hey, me. <laughs> I want to chime in here because obviously I've heard the story a few times now, and so are you telling me that the coaches had no opinion on who the, the captain yeah, is? Zero. 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 It was so Straight it was it was a player it was a player association vote, as in yeah. <laughs> the players. It's like it's like the NHLPA. Yeah. Hey, Greener locked the coaches out from the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Seriously, though, vote for. <laughs> you guys got the stamp in the room to put the C in the A's yeah, exactly. <laughs> to put them on with the presser. Oh, the that's too good. Going. Coaches were announcing the ballots at the end, and they're like, uh, "Greener." <laughs> it was uh, greener, uh, greener, uh, greener. Greener's like, I went in the back and I put a bunch of greeners in there. I took out all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Took out all the Alex ones. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, obviously, it's a great year. Like it was just we were so, we were we were a good hockey team, and we could like the kids that got cut, like you know, good. It, well, there's kids that got cut that shouldn't have, but in a sense, like depending on how you look at it, it all depending on tryouts yeah. too, right? It was just it was weird. Our, our team started off like hot. I think we were like fourth in Ontario like red hot we had a couple good tournaments and then um, and it kind of fell off in the end and and really fell off at the end but it was it was a fun year yeah Greener grab the mic grab the mic bad leadership (laughs) no doubt Uh, no no but no it was a good year just I only I have I only have a couple like vivid memories like like it was all a good time with, with Savvy but I just remember one time Wheeling around the net, I think it was like we're playing like with Snevis, and we're just killing. Like, and I just hit him with like this, you know, two line stretch pass. He goes down and scores. My job is so easy. <laughs> My job is, I go and just give this guy just just put it on the tape, just put it on the tape, just snap it to Savvy. Yeah, no, but it was a good time. That year was great, but enough of that. Of that year, um, let's let's go in. So, draft year, you don't get drafted. I, it's tough, tough out of out of double A. Um, but you kept going and you kept playing because you know there was you're still playing baseball, competitive yeah, yeah. baseball at this time, right? So um, you go and play in the G with Tom for a couple of years and actually had an A in your second year. You had 44 and 44, not bad right, yourself. Right. It's kind of like Greener score today, 88. <laughs> nice, oh. nice, oh. nice, Savvy. Oh. Little Bruce Troyeski, I love it. Well, quick <laughs> math. Shout out to Bishop Alexander Carter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you play in the G. So 
when you didn't get drafted, like, I know you just, you know, you love the game. You love hockey. Like, was there a point in your mind where, like, I need to start focusing on baseball? Like, because you were a, good, a very good baseball player. So, I'm just trying to think, like, where's your head at here playing these sports? Like, did you know you were going to have to drop one at some point? Yeah, so I, I, I did know. Um, I didn't know when I was going to drop one. Um, but uh, Jean Gilles, like, every time. So, he was a teacher at Bishop when I, when I was there. And um, every time he'd see me in the hallway, in the hallway, so he's like, "You gonna stop playing hockey, or you gonna come play, come play baseball full time?" Like, no, I'm midway through the season. I gotta stick it out. I gotta keep playing. Like, every time in the hallway, he'd be like, "Yeah, you're still playing hockey, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, but like, I think playing both sports made me better at both sports. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really have an off season to train or like do any of that stuff but playing both of them made me um, a better athlete better mentally uh, like all that kind of stuff and I'm very very glad that I stuck it out and played both of them all the way through mm-hmm. so Throughout the years, obviously, and, and you played it. I know when you started winter training baseball. But like, But run us through a normal day of a high school, Parker Savard, that had hockey and baseball. And I, for people that are listening, like, really appreciate what, what this kid went through. <laughs> so get up, breakfast, whatever, school at 8, 8 to 2, I think it was, 8 to 2. Yeah. And then go to baseball practice, which was at 3. Um, go three to like five ish, go home, have dinner, and then go on the ice at eight, yeah. seven, eight, eight for two hours, two and then hour, come home, two sleep, hour Tuesdays, and then yeah. Yeah, two hour Tuesdays, <laughs> and then come back home. Larry sleep. Thursdays, that's oh, what we call it. Larry Thursdays, a little so, speed skating, a little, yeah. Uh, uh. but yeah, come back home, sleep, and then get up and do the same thing the next day, and then. Weekends was tournaments, or if we had a game, I wouldn't go to baseball practice or whatever it was. So when did you find the time to have rest? Was it in between games during tournaments? Yeah. So, or homework. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. No, we'll leave that part out. forget his guys in school. I, don't know, I had a lot of classes with Sean Shell. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lesson yeah. on that one. That's He's good. Uh, no, in that major midget year, like, obviously we got the opportunity to play together and we played in some so many sick tournaments. We went to Minnesota our second year, yeah. um, but not to mention we have to mention that we you know we won the GNML championship two years in a row against North Bay back to back, back to back years. Back. Um, what, what would you what would you say the difference was between you know us being in grade eleven that first year together and like the grade twelve year? Like well, like differentiate the years just a little bit. I'd say the maturity just for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Grade 11, just kind of coming into it, not knowing some of the guys because they're older, not playing with them growing up. Because, like, in hockey, you're used to playing with everybody every year, and you, you move up, like, as a group. Right. And then when you get to midget, it's, like, split into two. And, yeah, I'd say that kind of thing. Like, the maturity scene, the older guys, how much more mature they were on the ice, off the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing that into the second year, helping those younger guys kind of mature more. Um right. That was kind of big role that I saw, and then on the ice, that was matured even even more, like mm-hmm. even more physically, mentally. Um, I knew where to be at different situations and like stuff like that. Yeah, it was actually funny though, because one of my jobs, my second year, 
Albert Gordini gave me the, the task to put roommates together. And I'd always have to text Parker to make sure, like, are you okay with this dude? Are you okay with... Th-? I'm not going to name any names because some people are just slobs. Oh, yeah. I'm going to name one name, Alex Folk. Nobody wants a room with that guy, so... Oh, and, and That guy is not a good roommate. Yeah. No, me and Parker were babysitting for this guy. You mentioned the maturity level. We're in grade 12. This guy's in grade 11, and he's just like, oh, we're off the bus now? Like, we have to, like, you know, get his luggage, make sure he's not making a mess with all his candy he's eating. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Alex, folk. that's not how you put on a tie, by oh, the way, buddy. Oh. oh, and you wear ties in this league? Hey, hey, you want to... Actually, make sure you shower after this game, please, so you don't stink up the whole buzz. No, man, I'm just going to shower my body. This guy used just body wash and not anything for his hair after he just wore a helmet for the last two hours. But that's just folk. And this leads me to my next question is that, obviously, I said I picked roommates, and we got the room together for the TELUS Cup. And it was very weird because we're staying in Sudbury where we're both from, staying at the Best Western downtown. So what do you obviously remember from the TELUS Cup and that whole experience? And obviously... You know, staying in a hotel in Sudbury, how was that for you? Yeah, so that was the hotel part was very weird for me. Yeah, like because we still get, we still went to school. Yeah, we still went to school during the day. Then we yeah. came home. We came back to the room, had a nap. Came home as in the hotel. As in, yeah, 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 as in the hotel, and then had a nap and went to the rink and played. So it was weird in that sense, but we did the um, the prep the pep rally at what school was that at? Mm. Uh, the one by Lockerbie there. Is yeah. that McLeod? McLeod. McLeod. We did that one. Um, that was awesome. Just seeing the kids just fired up for all of us. Yeah. Like, just trying to get us going a little bit. Like, yeah. didn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> but tough tournament. Tough tournament for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it is a tough tournament. But, I mean, it's a tough cup. You got to play at home and in front of a bunch of... Uh, fans, which was fun uh, for you guys. I, I could imagine. Yeah. You felt like Tom kept saying he felt like Brock. You play like he's just. I think Tom's just trying to chase that feeling. Well, well, sorry to cut you off there, yeah, Alex. No, and we also good. got like the Sudbury Wolves Arena. Yeah. The week before. Yeah. And we practiced and at the, the Sudbury Arena. Room. We had the room, yeah. all their amenities, all that kind of stuff. So that was that. That kind of helped ease your way into it. Like the week right. before, you're Part in the room. Yeah, we did a lot of video before. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah. playing at Sudbury Arena, it's you've been playing there since you were right seven years old, eight years like right. So it's nothing new, but right. it's new playing the that kind of talent for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. No, like Do you want to talk about that assist and that play that we? Oh, I remember it was a sick play. Point. It was it was a great. I, I, I watched it live. It was Tommy, Tommy the Sav. No, what was it? Yeah, me and him and, and the folk, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Savvy up the wall. It was Savvy yeah. up the wall to yeah. Tom. Tom came down two on one and hit and hit folk back door. And it was you guys flew that that game. Uh, you guys made folk a better player. That's probably the easiest goal Alex has ever scored <laughs> yeah, in his literally. life. But, but uh, yeah, no, you guys. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a sick time. And and I mean, Tom's cup. Yeah, it's unreal. So. We'll stop like the hockey here, mm-hmm. and let's go back a little bit to baseball. So talk about like, obviously you played on good teams uh, in hockey. You know you're playing, you 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 win an OHF. So, you know you're the top team in the league every year, the big dog. What was baseball like? I don't ha- I don't have much on on the year. So how were you guys as a team? Like did you guys compete? Um, and who who coached? You? I don't know if it was JG at the start. I think JG was a little bit later, but yeah, take it take it over. So um. For the longest time, there wasn't a program in Sudbury, like a, a baseball program. Right. Um, so my when I was 16, I actually had to go 
uh, play on a team in Toronto. It was in Ajax. I played for the Ontario Yankees. Um, that was unbelievable. Great coaches there. Um, one of the coaches that actually I caught up with a couple weekends ago when they were in town playing against the new 18U Voyagers, uh, Nigel Wilson, he played in the major leagues, uh, home run champ in uh, Korea, or sorry, no, Japan, Japan. Yeah. Uh, just good, good person right. um, in general. So I did that for one year. Um, and then the next year, um, Jean-Gilles started uh, his own program right. and kind of thing. It was called the Baseball Academy to right. start. Right. And we were out of uh, just a, just down off of LaSalle and Falconbridge, just a facility over there. Yeah. Um, so I did that for my 17U year and my 18U year. And then after that, I went to DCTC. And then after that, I'm at St. Cloud. Right, right. And, and the, re the rest is history, as yeah. they say. So talk, let's talk about John Jill. So we had, we had GG on. The passion that guy has for baseball, like... And he's just such a nice guy down mm -hmm. to earth. Like he, he lets his advertiser names out there and he doesn't need, he's like, I don't want your money. Like, he, like yeah. we, we, we offered to, to pay, like just let us know. And he's like, literally like he's, he's just such a good guy down to earth. And, and um, he's not in it for the money. That's like, mm -hmm. which is, which is cool about him. He wants to raise young men. He's got, he said, told us a setup in, in the gym, which is sick. He has the kitchen cause he wants to raise mm -hmm. you know, young men, yep. which is, which is cool. So kind of take, like, he gave us his coaching perspective on it, but talk about the impact JG had on you and then kind of, like, the experience of, you know, there's the gym and then there's the baseball academy. So tell you why. It's a, it's a loaded question. Let's start with JG. Yeah, no, JG's been unbelievable for me for not just my baseball career, but for athletics, just... And then just being, like, another role model to look up to. Um and then to go into like the um, the kitchen and the yeah. the weight room and then the yeah. baseball yeah. like in the turf and all that kind of stuff, he sets you up for college. Yeah. And then the next step is like real life, right. basically. Yeah. So he wants every kid uh, to have the same same thing that um, that he got when he was in college and stuff yeah. like that. He doesn't want kids to um, go in cold turkey or anything. Um, but like it, it's unbelievable what he's done for baseball Sudbury, right. for literally baseball in the north, not even Sudbury, yeah. just in the north. Because yeah. I played with kids from Thunder Bay, the Sioux, North Bay, mm -hmm. um, and there's still more kids that are keep on traveling and traveling and traveling. So I'm actually coaching a 14, I'm coaching the 14U Voyagers with nice. John Gill and my That's dad. Awesome. Yeah, um, and we have two kids from out of town one's from North Bay and one's from Espinola and they mm -hmm. travel every day for practice we practice Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and they practice they travel every single day they're there for everything so it's just the dedication that he's brought into the program and he set that kind of level In that bar, bar. Right, yeah. yeah yeah no and, and kids are gonna follow that absolutely so talk to you have any good stories about JG Let, let's talk about Moussini let's oh, talk about oh. Moussini um, he it was funny at the start that he almost had me at tears in the end just how cool like the full circle moment he, he had so talk to us about Moosini yeah, or Moose, Moose Factor Moose Factor right Moose right Factor. Moose is the town that you you gotta uh, Make get to move, yeah. right, right, right. Moose Factor is the island that's 
you got a boat over. So it's like basically planes, trains, and automobiles to get up there. Right. So you take you drive up to Hearst. Um, you drove. So what you, time you, was went, it? you went to the zoo. Yeah, yeah. So I went with. Yeah, Gigi. You I went twice. Okay. I went twice. Um, oh gee. So you drive to Hearst. Uh, you get off. Get off obviously at the train station. Catch a train up to Moosonee, and then you have to take a uh, boat across the river to Moose Factory. And yeah, that's the short story. That's the short story yeah, of that. Right. But just this, the kids up there, they want to be there. Um, like the living conditions aren't great. Um, so they want to be outside. They want to be doing all that kind of stuff, that baseball stuff. It wasn't even just baseball stuff that we, mm-hmm. that we do. We do a little bit of soccer, a little bit of all that, like every sport that they didn't get a chance to play mm-hmm. just because they don't have the equipment. They don't have mm-hmm. the coaches or the right. teachers, like yeah, teachers, like, yeah. or people to play with them basically. Right. Um, but yeah, we brought lots of equipment up there, baseball gloves. Like I brought old shoes, old baseball, like all that kind of stuff. Baseballs, mm-hmm. left it all there for them. Um, and it, it just kind of humbles you to see like, like that's in the same province as us. Right. Like <laughs> that's like just up north. Right. And to come back from that, uh, I think it changed me a little bit just to be more humble about right. where you're from and what you have and all that that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Love that man. Love that. Yeah, that's that's wild. Wild stuff. So let's get to, to the tipping point here and that's when you decide to, to give up hockey and, and play ball for full time. So mm-hmm. what was, you know, the thought process um, behind that and just decide, all right, like I gotta you know, because you did get drafted in the U eighteen draft to Sudbury, so there was that chance there. Um, so talk to us about, you know, giving it up and, and you know, how hard was it for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was difficult, difficult decision for sure. Um, but it was, I think it was made easy for me. So I went to the Rayside tryouts and I got cut from that. Mm -hmm. And then I was, I came back, um, after that and I kind of told my dad, I was like, you know what? I kind of don't want to play hockey anymore. I want to give baseball another chance, like not another chance, but I want to give baseball its chance, more of a chance, more time. And, um, like at this point, like I said earlier, John Gill still like Pushing. hard on my, hard on my ass. Like, you going to play baseball now or like mm-hmm. you're done with hockey. And I remember going up to him the next day at school cause he was one of my teachers, um, and saying to him, can you find me a school? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so that happened, whatever the day goes on. And then the next day he comes up to me in the same class. He goes, we got a, we got a phone call at three thirty right after school with the team. I'm like, oh, holy shit, shit that's yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My God. What was the school that the phone call was was is the one that you went to? Yeah, that was Dakota County Technical so College. Just, it was just one and done. One and, one done. and done. Yeah. So is that a so explain to us because obviously you know yeah, yeah. have a hockey background, you have a little bit of soccer, but is that a junior college before D one? Is that how it usually works? Yeah. For player, yeah. baseball player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, junior college for two years and then. You could either you could finish so you get a degree out of that, right? Um, and then you could either transfer and go to another right. school, or you could go to another junior college, um, or you could just be done. Yeah. Right. Okay. So did you, did you get a degree from that school then? Yep. Yeah. Right. What, what uh, was... Exercise sports science. Nice. 
or and, and what did you learn in that? <laughs> Exercise and sports. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the same thing John Jill does? Is extra like no, he probably took something else better in school, but like is that took, do you uh, learn how to education. become like is that how you learn to become all uh, yeah. Come on. a teacher? Like, oh my god. Okay, listen, 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 listen. It is ten thirty nine. It's late. Usually I'm sleeping, okay? But we're doing an in person interview, so I'm not on Zoom on my coach right now, okay? So that's that's my mistake. Um so how was that your experience there for two years? That was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Coaches, the players, um, the amount of time that you spend with the other guys on the team is right. uh, second to none. Right. It, that's, I'm sure it's like that at every junior college and every JUCO. Um, just because there's no restrictions on hours in the week that you can practice and all that. But we would practice every single day for three hours. And then once we got into our winter time, we had a little facility and we were in there for three hours every day. On the weekends, um, it was like five hours because we'd have pitchers throwing bullpens and we still had to throw. Like it, there's just a lot more um, to it. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than just showing up to the field, throwing your cleats on and <laughs> taking a couple hacks and going to hit. What well, what was the living arrangement for you? Like obviously moving away for the first time. Like how how was that for you? That was good. That was actually really good. Um, I ended up living with my aunt and uncle who right. still lived in Minnesota. Um, it was about a half hour drive, I'd say. Uh, so I spent a lot of time, or not a lot of time, but some time in the car and uh, a lot more time at their house and hanging out with their dog and just hanging right. out. Yeah. I remember getting snaps in the house. Sick, sick of raging. A little shout out to Andrew Burnett. All right. So, actually, uh, let's talk about Uncle Andrew. Like, what was his impact on you? It doesn't even have to be hockey, just being like a a professional. Like, like, what was his impact on you? Just being a a uncle. Boy, yeah. (laughs) Just being an uncle and, like you said, being a professional. Like, that's where the average person doesn't really know, like, how much time you have to put in and how much all that kind of right. stuff and how to act in this situation right. and like even what to dress like what to wear and right um so yeah he's definitely helped me on all those lines mm-hmm. uh, along the way absolutely so let's talk about let's get into like the game of baseball i like learning about this guy like i know baseball but i don't know it like you playing it says you're playing the infield but i remember mm-hmm. i think you played short or or Two so, ball, two base, two yeah. bag, two bag, two bag, <laughs> two bag. Yeah. Second base. So yeah, so talk, talk to us about like where you usually play in in college. So now I play at second base. Okay. Um, when I played for DCT, say I played at second base, right. and then before that I played at shortstop. Right. Yeah. So is there a big shift from playing short to two bag? I mean, it's a lot less of a throw. So yeah. Like, <laughs> really? It, oh yeah, yeah it's big a lot difference. Less of a throw, yeah, big yeah. difference. But I mean, like the cutoffs and uh, like the ground balls are still the same. Right. Uh, how many like how many times do you practice like a double play? Oh, buddy. <laughs> how, how, Just I'll like shooting a puck on net. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How many times do you kick a soccer ball? Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, you do you like define yourself in in base are you more of like a, are you defensive specialist there's guys that just hit bombs or not great on defense but i think if you, if you play short or or too big you you're good at, at, at with your glove and and obviously you're throwing so talk to me about that 
Yeah, I'd say I'm more of a defensive uh, specialist, like you said. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I can still hit the ball. Right, well, 412 yeah. average, I'm pretty sure that. That's that's who's, good. Like I'm who's, just. Who's that one guy from the Blue Jays that they brought? Was it was it Kawasaki? No, who's that guy? Munenori, Kawasaki. <laughs> Monkey never cramp but because he, Monkey owes it banana. Monkey never cramp. Yeah, yeah. So um, four twelve. That that's obviously yeah. very good. That was at Saint Cloud. Um, but just before we get into you committing there, I just want to know. It's cool to, to pick your brain about this. Like we kind of talked about it on the golf course too. What's the difference between a hockey locker room and a baseball locker room? Yeah, I'd say the guys. Um, I mean, like the hockey locker room for me growing up, because we were always like the same group of guys moving on and on and on mm-hmm. year after year after year, like at least the core guys. Right. Um, I'd say we're a lot more tight-knit and mm-hmm. – we're not like forcing relationships and stuff like that. I'd say baseball, you got guys coming in, a lot in, more you got turnover. Guys going yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot more turnover. Yeah. But like, it's still great camaraderie, all that kind of stuff. Like, we know why we want to be there, and we know what we have to do to basically win a championship. Right. So it's yeah, very similar, but very different in a sense. Right. Um. And and baseball is is pretty cool. Like. Uh, in the sense that, you know, you can hammer spits on the bench, peanuts, so, you know, like, like when you, yeah, a lot of bubble gum. So like when, you know, you're on the bench, like what's, what are you doing? You're just like chewing the smacking on a piece of gum or, or just, yeah. Before you answer that, just a little side story about the bubble gum. Yeah. Our, when we play hockey together in the camps, I went to Bulk Barn and bought bubble gum. <laughs> like the, the, the double, double bubble, bubble, the yellow, yeah. the yellow wrap, because we used to have so much before warm up. And then, like, Albert would come off and, like, or we'd come off the ice after warm-up and he'd, like, yell at us saying, like, you know, how chewing gum on the ice because, like, we'd be blowing bubbles and he gets stuck to our cage and stuff. But then I know you like bubble gum. So, how, like, to go on Alex's point, like, what do you do in the, in the dugout? Yeah, chew bubble gum, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Bubble gum, seed, like, spits. Yeah. Uh, like, you always got to stay into the game because you never know when you're going to go in. Right. It's not like hockey when you're – you're, you're on the so bench, on the fly. Taking, t- yeah, you're double shifting or something like that. Is it so hard to stay in the zone? Like, like, especially when there's long innings, like... Yeah, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, if you love it, like I do, yeah. you're always, always into, into it. it. Like, yeah, there's no never the same play over. Yeah, which fair is, enough. Yeah. To me, in my mind, it's just amazing. That's yeah. like what amazes me about baseball. Like, You never get the same ground ball, the same like hop, it's always the same different. spin, yeah, or yeah. you never get the same pitch from a pitcher. Right. Um, yeah, man. that's cool. Um, and I, I, this is all learning for me, which I like. So, like, when you're facing a pitcher, um, you know, left hand, right hand, doesn't matter. And then, like, what's the hardest oh, pitch? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so who do you perform better against? I would say right-handed pitchers, and that's weird because I'm a right-handed batter. Usually, right. it's the opposite. Yeah. So but yeah. Growing up in Ontario. Just playing in like that league and stuff like that, I didn't really see a lot of left-handed pitchers. Right. right. Okay. Um, actually, one of the, probably the best left-handed pitchers that I've ever seen is my cousin Joe. Joe Guzzo. Joe Guzzo. I love Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best call-up I've ever had in Double A hockey. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, tell us the difference between left-hand. Like, is it just like where they're coming at, with, at the top of a pitch? Yeah. Or? So like, if you think about it, the so the left-handed pitcher is obviously coming from the left side and being a right-handed batter you get more time to see the ball as it comes at you yeah from like the left side right. as a right-handed pitcher 
um, you get more of that closed off action where you don't really see the the spin of the ball as fast as quick. Right, right. Because as a lefty, you kind of let it go. You see out, it. Out yeah, yeah. More. As a righty, you're like inside more of it. Tight, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Um, that's why in baseball you see like righty lefty matchups or lefty righty right, matchups yeah, yeah, where yeah. like say the Blue Jays bring in whoever Springer yeah, or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> a couple of throwback in the room. <laughs> okay, cool. That that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. really interesting. How long does it take for you to process a pitch? Like, and how long does it need need to take? Like milliseconds? Like less than a millisecond. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't even like you can't think. You can't right. think at all. You have to have a clear mind. Uh, you got to have like your approach. That's what right. they call it. You have right. to have your approach, and you have to stick to that. Um, Are you always looking for like a? Obviously, the one pitch you're always looking for is a, is a fastball, but do you really care what you're hitting? Or I would say for me, like now, just being in more like advanced baseball, it's looking for a fastball to hit really early, earlier in the at bat than right. later because it's just usually, that hard. Yeah, yeah to hit it. Usually yeah. later in the at bat, you're could be down. Like, right. and it depends on the count too. It depends right. if the pitcher's up in the count or if he's down in the count. Um, but like curveball, like. Some players can see the spin of the dot, like the red dot of the laces. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can kind of, I can, I'm starting to see it a little bit better now, just yeah. seeing more curveballs and curveballs. So yeah. like the ball spins uh, sideways on a curveball and the red seams make like a dot. So you can see that pick up that kind of spin. That's and wild. Then, like if that's starting at like the, at your waist, yeah, it's going to end up down in the dirt so you're not going to swing at it obviously. right yeah it's yeah. gonna be a ball man yeah, Tom. Oh, yeah, that Tom. is Tom. nuts yeah, yeah, yeah. what's it like getting hit by a pitch <laughs> oh did you look at my stats from dctc no. oh i had like i think at one point i was leading the nation and hit by pitches <laughs> take a couple on the chops oh, oh. <sighs> ribs like i think at one point i came home and I took a hot tub at my knuckles, and I was just bruised from like my ankle to my hip. And obviously, you like, played hockey at the highest yeah. level, AAA. And there's a lot of chirping after whistles. Greener even knows mm-hmm. that. So when you get hit by a pitch, is it like you're like holding the f bombs in, or are you, are you looking at him saying like, "Really, dude?" It's like, oh, but you you know yeah. you know the sport though. Like he yeah, he's not no, no, he's not trying to hit. He's not trying to put me on first base, obviously, or anybody on first base. Right. But like, there's an unwritten rule. In baseball, where like you don't rub it, you don't rub. Like if you get hit, you don't rub it. You okay. don't rub it. You like that's like your soft kind of thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. One question I want to ask you because we're getting into the in depth of baseball is oh, yeah. like when you're up bat and you know you're battling against this pitcher. Like what was the highest count of like hits when you were just like it's like three and two and you're just like you know you're on hit like twelve, hit like thirteen and like have you ever any of those stories? Where you where you pulled through, or you, even if you struck over, you're like, wow, that was a good, you know, I bat. Good for me. bat. Yeah, I've had a couple of those, but usually I'm like, I swing at like the first pitch. Okay. First pitch, like, because as a pitcher, you want to get ahead in the count, so right. you want to throw your best pitch. And right. for most pitchers that I face now, that's their fastball, and that's the pitch that I want to hit. Then right. I'm gonna hit it in that situation or what? It, like. If it depends on a million situations, obviously. Right. Right. Um, but longest at bat I think I've ever had was here, NASA, uh, 2017, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. We're playing against Horizon. 
and I don't know who the pitcher was, but it was he was a good pitcher. Um, I think it was like nine or ten foul balls that. Jeez. Yeah. Jesus. Or not foul balls, pitches yeah. that, yeah, that yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, on the yeah, at bat. Yeah, yeah. And I think I I, I got walked, but it it wasn't. That's a, a bad yeah, yeah. That is battle. Um, for sure. Fifty hit by pitches. Fifty. <laughs> 50 in, in, in 2020, 2021. Yeah. 50 hit by pitches. 93 stolen bases. So obviously you like to steal the bag. Is that's that is right. that is that no, not correct? Not right. See, the 50 is not right. Yeah, so the 50 is not, not right either. Right. Well, what's Dakota Tech? I see it here too, though. Yeah. Maybe that's team. Take a look here. Take a look at it. Maybe that's team. Oh, that's team. That's team. That's oh, that's team? team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dakota County Technical. Look at that. I had it at, I had it on Parker Savard. <laughs> This is, oh wow, this is really on me. Dash one here. Gets better 50 after. would have been nuts. We should have just stuck at 50. We yeah. might just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I see this is the page I was 342 on. 342 average. One hour later. Okay, so. 14 2. So. Do your research, guys. Yeah. Come on. 16 out of 50 on the team. So that's. Yeah. that's that's on me that I messed that up, but let's check. Here, okay, that's interesting. That's nuts. Um, but anyways, I know we're <laughs> stumped. We're stumped now. Stumped. I'm absolutely stumped. Uh, yeah, Tom, take it away. Please. Yeah, no, like just to continue on a little bit of more baseball talk is obviously we're talking about the hitting and the pitching, like when pitchers coming in, and obviously you're at bats, but. When you're playing second base, have you ever had like a ground ball where you threw to first for an out that you're like, wow, this was dirty? Like, like what what's like a like a really accomplishing moment for you when you like have a really tough grounder and like you get him out? Like, what does that feel like? And do you have any stories from like where you like or like let's say like the sh- the shortstop's looking at you saying like, dude, you're sick? Like, like do you have any of those moments? Yeah. So there was one we were down in uh, Iowa for just a two game series, um, and. It was actually my one of the assistant coaches that came up to me after the play and said like that was like a big league play. It was I was just going to my forehand. I didn't really think anything of it, and I just kind of like picked through the ball, and just uh, in baseball like you pick through the ball, you come underneath, and then you throw it. Yeah. And I guess it just looked cool in his head or in his eye, like whatever he thought about it. And um, yeah, he said that to me. I was like, oh okay, wow. So I guess it was a good play coming from him. I get like. Um, and then there was one more this past year where I went to my backhand, um, and it was a slow chopping one and I went to my backhand and then made like a throw, like underneath my body as a sidearm kind of thing. To and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Uh, 16 stolen bases, not, not 93. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 93 would have been sick though. Yeah. Come on. But, uh, yeah. He's wrong every time I'm first. Yeah. Well, that, that makes a little, a little more sense. That, that's on me. I was, I, I honestly it had your profile, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the dash seven on that one. But um, unreal. So you transferred to St. Cloud State. So obviously you knew you were only going to stay for a cup of coffee in in uh, Dakota. So now you you move over. What was the process like there? Did you have more schools talking to you, and uh, what made you decide on St. Cloud? Yeah. So I had a couple schools talk to me. Um, but St. Cloud really, uh, I felt like home, kind of in this, like in that kind of sense. It's not a huge city. It's kind of it's kind of the same size as Sudbury, um, 
a little bit more developed and that kind of like obviously because it's in right. Minnesota, it's in the U.S. Right, and, right. Like, um, but that process went in March. So when COVID hit, we were in Florida. I was still with DCTC. We were in Florida for our spring trip. Spot to be. <laughs> yeah, best spot to be for yeah, COVID. Yeah. Um, we were down there, so we had to cancel our. We played about five games out of the ten that we were supposed to play, so that kind of was a bummer. But I ended. I was talking to St. Cloud while I was down there, and they were in kind of the same area, so mm-hmm. talked to the to the head coach there. Um, and then came home, kind of just relaxed for a little bit. Didn't talk to any schools, anything else like that. Um, and then kind of got back into it as COVID started to die down. Right. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and did COVID have like a big impact on, on you guys? Like, did, did, I don't even know if you came home at all. Like, talk to us about when, you know, all that stuff hit for you. Yeah. So I didn't go down to St. Cloud until early September just because I didn't know what the COVID situation right. was and all that kind of so like, you were able to come home stuff. When, from the COVID yeah yeah. yeah so I came home yeah. in March okay. I came home the middle of March okay, yeah. okay. so I came home so I was home right from March yeah, 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 yeah. to September yeah so I was home for that uh, still training and doing like everything at home yeah, like yeah. everybody else did yeah like um, and then I went to so I committed to St. Cloud around June June-ish um, then I didn't end up going until September and school starts in like the last week of August. Um, so I was kind of like two weeks, three weeks behind everybody else, but mm-hmm. still doing school online cause everything was online. Right, right. Um, just practices. I was a couple weeks behind, but once I got there it was go, 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 like kind of like Dakota is, um, guys were welcoming, um, coach was welcoming. All the coaches actually were very welcoming. Um, it made it a very easy transition for me to just hop right in and right. start playing baseball. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, and is there fall and spring season in baseball? How does it work? Exactly? Yeah, yeah. So we do like a, it's called fall ball. It's right. not like part of the um, the season itself. Right. So the season's in um, February, end of February to May. Okay. And then, like, if you make right. the, your conference tournament, your right. regional, and then the World Series. Right. But uh, to go back to the fall, it's like you practice every day, and then on the weekends, you can scrimmage against each other, or you can go play. I think it's up to eight games that you could play in the fall right. little um, little window that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think we're doing more games like that this year because we didn't play any out of um, – out of team games basically right and every school kind of does like a fall world series where you split the team up in half and you make two teams just because we have like 40 guys on our team you go 20 and 20 um and you kind of battle it out for that and there's some stakes that are at hand and some beer and yeah Okay, not cool. during the games. No, like, like, yeah, post game. Bear for the steak. Obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Yeah, steak, no, for steak sure. and potato, guys, yeah. for sure. So, <laughs> for no, for sure. Um, so, <laughs> so, you guys were 22 and 14, yeah. 18 and 9 against the conference. So, conference, I believe, is, those are big games. Yeah, obviously, the conference games. games are the biggest games. Big games, yeah. obviously. Um, and you guys actually made, let me get it here. You made 
the NSIC Championship. Yeah. So that was that's the conference tournament. Conference tournament. Yeah. Okay. Um. So what is it just top from each division? Top whatever two. Yeah, this year was top four teams moved on. Okay. It's usually top six. Okay. In each division. No, no, no. In the whole. Uh, the so wow. Okay. So there's how many teams? There's gotta be a bunch. Yeah. There's. Yeah. 12 teams right and it was top four moved on wow so that's what so yeah. you, you guys were solid teams yeah, yeah we were real good team. Solid team so you guys go you go two and two yeah um there so talk to us like uh, about those games like getting up for those obviously mm-hmm. they, they mean a bit more like kind of compared to i don't know try and compare it to to hockey or just obviously it's a whole different breed so talk, talk to us about the championship yeah, yeah i compare it to hockey as in like uh like an NOHA champ, like yeah, tournament of champions, right, right, something right. like that. Right, where, getting up for it. Yeah, you yeah. get up for that, but that's not what you want to play for at the end of the end of the day. You right. want to keep winning, yeah, and winning, yeah, and winning, yeah. and moving on. And this year, we, I mean, we didn't have the greatest showing, mm-hmm. um, but we knew where we were, where we were at, mm-hmm. um, and we play we played play every team and we knew, we knew what we were getting ourselves into with pitchers and um, who was hot on their teams and who was cold on our team and like that kind of stuff comes into consideration too big in baseball um, like you, like it's not like hockey where you just roll lines and some guys yeah. are, can feel it for one game and right. turn it off for the next or one shift and turn right. it off right. baseball you kind of just ride your guys and just keep on going and going and going yeah, and you mentioned running your guys, and you said before earlier that you had forty guys in your team. So, like, yeah. what is on any given day is like a guy in and out. Like, how, how does that work yeah. for you? And like, how many guys are playing for your position? So this year, or sorry, last year we had um, one, two, four infielders for uh, three spots. So three spots, I mean, second base, shortstop, third base. Right. right. Those are the three spots, and then first baseman are their own breed. Um, what was I gonna say was like how's your relationship with your coach because obviously I'm not gonna say you have to be you know a little buck buddies with him but like I feel like for hockey even at the university level the older you get as in like third and fourth Mm -hmm. or even fifth year usually these guys are just like even if they're not the greatest usually gifted some ice time like is that the same for baseball at the D1 level as well yeah I'd say it's kind of it's very similar um like freshman, you come in, you kind of get your feet wet, either red shirt or you're just kind of on the bench catching bullpens or whatever the case may be. Um, and then second year, you come in. That's kind of where I was last year coming in and just like playing, playing like 50% of the games, right. seeing where I was and right. that kind of stuff. And then hopefully this year, come in, play a bigger role with the team and see where we go from there. Right. And let's, yeah, let's talk about the future. How do you guys look this year? Like, do you, do you know, like some good recruits coming in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys look? Yeah, good. We had, um, we're going to lose one pitcher. Uh, he got drafted by the Phillies, so he's gone. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, a great core group of guys coming back, great leadership leadership coming back. Um, we had a lot of freshmen coming in. I think we have like 12 freshmen coming in. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of new faces, young faces, um, a couple transfer guys. But no, I'm excited to 
see kind of where we're going to be at yeah. and if we're going to be better than last year, worse or the same, or like what the case may be for that. Cool, cool. Love it, dude. He's also studying that education. So a little mini JG. Mm-hmm. JG's grooming yeah. his boy. JG's grooming his boy. Except I got better hair. Bet, yo, oh my now now it's right to the heart the right to the heart JG oh JG's gonna be one of the punches for me <laughs> that is so good um Tom you got a question yeah before we get into the general like you know Sebri Wolf's arena and like the whole stuff wolf thing I know you probably heard a couple of parts of the episode from previous guests but what I want to ask you is like even the future obviously you're so involved with baseball and hockey do you see yourself coaching down the line I know once he is now, but like, I'm saying more even like hockey because obviously yeah. you had that time, you know, part of your life when you were in the earlier, you know, stages of your life. So, do you think you can get into coaching, or are you just gonna choose one sport? That's a tough question. I don't know. Wow. Like I'd say, so I'd say, you know, because think of it: in 15 years, you're gonna have a family, you're gonna have kids. Like you're not gonna be, it's gonna be very hard to do both. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm asking it that way. Right now, I would say yeah, right, right now it would be baseball. Right. Just because I'm, I, I know. It's what like, you've been doing. Yeah, right. it's yeah. what I've been doing for the past four years. Right. So I just know more the ins and outs of it right now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change anything. Like, I still go coach hockey. Or, for sure. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, for I sure. don't know. For sure, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we've been trying to get Brian coach for such a long time. Like, uh, he's, a good, he's a good mind. And, I mean, Parts. Whenever you're back, man, mm-hmm. you ever want to coach hockey, you got a spot with us. That, that's a fact. Um, so let's talk about Tom mentioned the Wolf and the arena. So, as a Northern boy and played many games at Sudbury Arena, what's your thoughts on the arena? It's going to the Kingsway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thoughts on that? I, I think that's going to be great for the community and uh, Sudbury just in general, the Sudbury Wolves. Um, there's a new, they're building a casino there too as yep. well, a hotel. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's just it's great for the community. Um, having more to do in that location, it's a better location mm. than I'd say downtown is. Okay. Um, Interesting. That's uh, that's that's know, not a that's not a, a take we hear. All but there. also, I'm I'm from the valley. I'm not from Sudbury, so. I would say it's a better location than having to go through all of downtown and right. like all that kind of stuff. We could, yeah. We also drove here from the golf course and we were having this conversation yeah. how far behind Sudbury is. Yeah, like yeah. He sees the nightlife, you know, in the states. He, you know, we were like even Toronto for some tournaments. Like Toronto and the states are so far ahead. So we we're literally mm-hmm. having the same conversation. So part of your answer has to be like this yeah. can be, you know, stepping us to the right direction. Yeah, as yeah. part of that to what you see development of like Sudbury in general, yeah. like. Not that we're so far behind, but we're we a step back. <laughs> Nothing's been built yeah. in yeah. years. Yeah. So moving it to that location will be, in my opinion, be good for the city. I, know, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Wolf question, Mason usually asks this one. But Stuff Wolf, wherever the arena goes, which most likely going to the Kingsway, does the Wolf stay? I think the wolf stays. Yeah, yeah. I think the wolf stays. You can't take that out of there. Like the the, the rink's still gonna be used, and yeah, I think they could try and make something new at the new right. rink that they're gonna build. System or something, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. not even a wolf. They can. I don't know. I don't know what they oh, can do. Oh, oh, something oh, okay. that comes in from the rafter, like oh, something oh. that drops down Pack or something. Of Pack of wolves. Yeah. <laughs> wolf pack. Right. <laughs> Let's not go to wolf pack, game. Keep that down. Man. That's a touch of spot, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy. 
Um, I love it. I love it. Well, let's get into it right before we wrap this up, Parker. This is the fast five. So here you have five rapid fire questions. Whatever's on the top of your head, let it fly. Tommy, take it over. Hey, buddy. First question. Travel destination, like place you want to go to? Italy. Okay. Obviously, restrictions lifted. Greer's eyes lit up because he's planning a Europe trip. Anyone that wants to go hop around hostels in April 2021, hit up Greener. It's going to be a good time. April 2022 there, Alex. 2022, sorry. It's been a long day, folks. Long day. James also doesn't have Instagram, so maybe, you know, find someone that has a cell number to reach him out there. So, sorry, James. Second, second fast five question here, Savvy. Favorite teacher? Josh L. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Crazy. Way up. Uh, favorite play in baseball? Double play. Oh, okay, nice. Any but but I've never turned a triple play, okay, so that's, that's why I'd say double play. What about a run? I've never hit one. What about a walk-off? Never hit one. <laughs> in your career? You know, or you've never hit a home run? In my career, I've never hit a home run. That's nuts. Even in high school baseball, I've never hit a home run. That's nuts. That's nuts. I know. I know it's not as easy as I think. Like that's that. That's nuts. It's just like you. You've played the game for so long. That's interesting. Interesting. Well, when you do hit one, it better be a bad foot like Bautista. I was just about to say, and that maybe this will give him the BTB bump here when he comes into the season this year. Um, your favorite quote that you live by. Do you have a favorite quote? Like honestly, my, no. No, honestly, no. no. Any, like, I don't know, model, like, what, you know, something mm-hmm. that you follow. Vote for Greener. <laughs> yeah, vote, vote for Greener. No, definitely not vote for Greener. Um, Is there anything that you say? Like, like, I used to tell you something all the time. Like, <laughs> no, well, all I remember him saying was, move your feet. That's, oh, but, I love but it. But that's, that's, that's my grandfather saying, <laughs> move my feet. Move your feet, move your feet from the Raptors. And, <laughs> and drink your water. And, oh yeah. yeah, drink your water, Mayhew. He, his dad was very keen about hydration, making sure that you know Parker was made sure he had enough water. To well, that's because he had to drink more water before us before the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and obviously, last question we always ask everybody: favorite Sunday restaurant? Let's see what the answer is going to be. P&M's, oh, the yeah. Coos. Shout out to James it's Green. It's because he, he wants to ride home tonight. Yeah. James, James, <laughs> James, James, James. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, Tom, you have anything to say before we wrap this up? No, I mean that's good. awesome. Yeah. Listen, that that so that's gonna do it for the interview. Um, Parks, you know, thank you for for coming on. Um, you've been a good buddy with us for a long time. You know, we jammed in a whole day of golf and. And we're here late, so I appreciate you coming on late, coming on live um, for the first time in a long time. So, listen, good luck with everything. We're going to be watching you. I'll be watching for that first home run. Um, and just keep doing you, man. Your future is very bright. Um, and, you know, can't wait to see where you're going. Obviously, keep in touch. So, uh, I'll let you wrap it up before uh, before we do it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, BTB to the moon, baby. <laughs> Love it. Love, Love it. it. Love All it. Right. That was the interview with Parker Savard. And who's that brought to you by, Tom? That interview with Parker Savard was brought to you by Al Silvercross. Silvercross Sudbury is run by the best people from the Sudbury region. They sell new and recycled home and healthcare equipment. Stair lifts, scooters, you name them, they got them. 
Silvercraft Subbury is ran by first-class people in the name of Dean and Chantal Jacklin, and they proudly serve the North Bay region, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course, our friends in Elliott Lake and Subbury, where they're actually located on Notre Dame Avenue, that is 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700 for any healthcare needs, and they will hook you up. That is 705-222-0700. Sorry, a little bit rusty on that ad read. I, I changed it up a bit, but it was good. Anyways, Sabard, interview. Okay. Um, obviously, we got a little bit of hockey talk because you played with them, I played with them. And like you mentioned, in-person interview, it was so much better than Zoom. Back and yeah. forth, back and forth. So me and you text during some interviews on Zoom, like who's next? Me and you just and in person, each like you know, hit each other. Like I'm next. It just you know, the flow of it was so much better. But Savard, the craziest thing to me was the baseball talk. Obviously, me and you played hockey. We know like the ins and outs and like the dressing room and all that stuff. But how this guy actually has to manage on how to hit a baseball, like when he was mentioning the curveball, how some guys can pick up the red dot, mind blowing mind-blowing how it's like that split second where they have to tell what pitch is coming at them i thought that was the coolest thing yeah yeah it was it, you're right tom it was it was really uh really interesting um conversation about that it was just cool to have someone who played two sports at well yeah. in in minor hockey and minor baseball he played them at the highest level all the way up yep. like didn't stop it and he said like and he I, was and he said i didn't have an off season like my my workouts for hockey was playing baseball, like which is, you know, and he worked out on top of that, which is uh, you know it's interesting and and I think uh, I you know for the kids that that you know drop a sport early, like you know always think about it because you can do it. You just got to put your mind to it and just you know listen to what Parker said because I think it's very valuable. Um, but unbelievable, unbelievable interview. We had Greener. He didn't say as he didn't steal the show like he did with Drew. He was there. He, he added a few things. Um, but yeah, it was just it was, it was nice to be live again. Shout out um, to my cousin Alessandro Felino at Equity Associates. They let us go into the office in the boardroom where I work um, and film it. There it was legit the perfect spot to film a, a podcast. Um, so I, you know, I called them literally a few hours before, and he said. Dude, you don't even have to tell me. Just go. So yeah. I, I really appreciate that. He's such a he's a good great guy. Yeah. And one thing I want to out out is or add in is shout out to you for figuring out the mics. Mace, we finally figured out or Chimino did because I was barely helping him. We we figured out in GarageBand how to get two it took mics. Forty minutes. Next time, next time we're gonna get four because now it's real easy. Just follow you. So much other stuff. Just follow you. Follow you too. It took forty so, minutes. So Mace, it was. Oh, I'm glad you guys figured that out. Yeah, but the no, adapter work, Mace. The adapter we got works. We're to have the two snowballs, my uh, Yeti, and then Chim's now you got your mic now. too, Mace. Which you just got. It's oh. kind of like mine, which is sick. The new yeah. mic doesn't have a mute button on the mic, though. Right. Right. Okay. But it sounds good. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um. So that's the interview. Let's go on to our Mayhew Performer of the Week, Tommy. Who do you got first? Uh, my May performer, someone that just recently committed to the Division One golf school, my good buddy. Um, you know, you we talk about Parker Savard doing two sports. This guy did it at the uh, different different sports, obviously with golf and hockey. But Mr. Alex Folk committing to uh, University of Seattle to play Division One golf. So that's my May performer of the week. It's actually his birthday, so shout out there. And we actually have to get him on this podcast because obviously a different uh, career path because he had hockey and golf and ended up choosing golf. And now he's at the division one, uh, division one label. Yeah. 
Augsburg. Augsburg. Mace, you have one. I know you came here on the fly. Obviously, Vince Palladino won his 16th men's uh, club championship this weekend, taking the honors from my good buddy Jason Pico. But Vince Palladino, 16. Um, he's won in five different decades now. Insane. Um, his little little guy, Vincent, uh, is going to They want the smoke, eh? They want so they want to play us, eh? Yeah. That might be the one I sub in for, Tom. <laughs> Why me? You, you see Tim's performance? He's on the hot seat. I am Why on me? the hot seat. But uh, my suspension's over, may say, but, but I'm I, I, I bring the fi- I bring the fire. I bring the energy. And yeah, just, and you bring the snappies. Yeah. Okay, Tom, we're not we're not going to the snappies. Okay, that's a low blow. <laughs> that's a low blow. Um, okay. Um my Mayhu performer of the week is uh Madison Marcon and all nurses. Let me tell you why. Well, I'm not gonna get into the story she told me, but she texted me just out of the blue the other day. I think she had a tough day at work and it's just the stories you know the nurses go through like honestly guys that like we got it good we got our professions whatever we're going into we got it good nurses um all nurses laura as well like you know they have the most like thankless job probably on the planet um they take care of people don't don't matter who who you are what you have they're taking care of you. Um, even when you do some things, I don't even want to repeat um, to, you know, you know, big, big ups, big ups to nurses and, and shout out to Madison. Um, she also, I don't know if you guys noticed in the past couple episodes, um, I, I haven't been getting them lately, but she'd send me a list of 20 words and been trying to fit them in um, each episode. Uh, last episode, I didn't do it, but the last two I did. The other two. Yes, um, yes, so, I that. so I don't know if I've you know some weird that. words. Um, well, so which I got to get you that. Tell me you use a lot. Like, uh, the- uh, Garburator. Um, Garburator. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, something like that. Um, she. So I got I got to text her to get me going with that again. But again, shout out to her. Also, you know what? I, I'll tell the story. Um of her because it's pretty funny so she asked me to be a reference so because she was a trainer for her hockey team she asked me to be a reference for some like thing she was applying to i don't know what it was so i said yeah no problem it's about a year ago okay um so you know think about it whatever i'm like she's like there's no way they call you but just in case just be ready no problem so a year goes by i'm sitting in my in in the office uh, working with brett and i get a call i saw no number oh I, I go, Brett, I go, I hate no caller ID. <laughs> so I answered, hey, it's Amanda from blah, blah, blah. I'm just calling for you for Madison's reference. And I just, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And I look at Jack and I go, okay. I go, watch the performance I'm about to put on right now. So I'm BSing. Like, I'm saying, oh, my God, Madison was unbelievable. She's like, what are Madison's weaknesses? I go, she has none. Like, she's unbelievable, blah, blah, blah. Put on this performance. So I, I, I end the call and I look at Jacko. I go, dude, I go, I, I don't know how I just got through that. I go, I put on such like, and Madison's great, but it's just like, you got to, you know, always add a little more yeah, your reference, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, you know, I put like, I go, some, I put something in, the, in along the lines of like, I am always looking to work with people that make me better. And Madison does that. And it's just like, come on, come on. That is just top-notch reference stuff um so in the phone call i look at jacko i go unbelievable performance i go i need to call madison right away i call madison 
And the same Amanda lady answers. So I look at my phone. I go, what the fuck? And I just hear a burst of laughter. It was a no. prank call. She was on no. break and she got her co-worker to call me. No caller ID. Oh, my God, dude. That is too good. Wow. I dude. can see you. Uh, dude, that is uh, Madison. I haven't even met her. That is just too good to do that to you. To me. I got oh a video God. of it. I'll send it to you guys. Yes, please, please. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. It's unbelievable. So she played you. So did she like actually a have you as a reference though? Yes, no? she did. Okay, she did. Okay, yeah, because she asked one. me for my information. Yeah, but it was a prank one. Well, but it was a year ago then that I did it, right? So I didn't expect right. it. Nuts, right. nuts. It was good. It was good stuff. No, Anyways, no. boys, let's uh move on. Mace, are we gonna have a corny's quiz? We're good to go for a corny's quiz. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, corny's office plus is a legendary family business. They've been serving Sudbury for over 45 years. QOP offers all things office supplies and more. They're locally driven, customer focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. Visit their store at 67 Elm downtown or online at www.cornies.com. And if you go to www.cornies.com, you can go and get your BTB 10% promo code after you register as a Cornies member. Boys, it's almost school time. The boys are going back to school for the first time in a year and a half. We need to get supplies, so we'll be filming. I think we're going to set something up at Corny's to do a little back-to-school shopping, uh, which will be hilarious. Um, so we'll go to Corny's. Anyways, let's get into the quiz. Mason, what edition is this now? Oh, hold on. Before we get into it, let's send it off to our amazing intro to Corny's Quiz. It's the Quarney's Quiz, presented by producer Mason Money Savage. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Quarney's Quiz. I leaned into the mic there, so it was probably pretty loud. But we are here with an abbreviated version of the quiz. Uh, We only have three topics this week, so each question is going to be worth a lot more. So, Tom, what's the record? What's the record right now? Uh, Chim, you are up. I think four two. Four two. Tom, I'll go back and fact check that. Maybe five one. What what's uh, what's our score? Five two four one. Tom. Four one. I think. Four two. I don't know. Well, regardless, you're beating me. me, Jim won the last one, so I think it's five. Yeah. Okay, Tom. Um, So it's abbreviated version this time. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. All right. So the topics we have: Sudbury trivia, Felino brothers trivia. And the Arkells versus Reclaws trivia. <laughs> that is so good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let Tom start. Let Tom start. All right. Give me uh, give me the Arkells Reclaws. All right. How did the name Reclaws come to happen? They're both like from a farm. Toronto area, Reclaws. They're always, I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I think they even said it at the concert. I don't think they did, though. I, I don't know. I don't even know if Chim knows that. Chim does not know that. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll guess. The brother and okay. sister, I'll say they came from Reclaw Farm. Mm, no, their their last name is actually Walker. So if you spell Walker backwards, it's Reclaw. Oh, I should have. I actually. Oh. That's, that's good. That is that's better. good. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Chmino, um, how did the name Arkells come to happen? The slam dunk. The boys lived on Arkell Street in Hamilton, Ontario. That is true. It runs all the way to Guelph, Ontario. Uh, so one nothing, Chim. Sorry, okay. Tom. Felinos or what was the other category? Sudbury. Okay, give me Felinos. Where was Marcus born? Oh boy. Buffalo. No. That is correct. Yeah, it was Buffalo. Yeah, yeah it was Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, on the board, Al. How does that board. taste? <laughs> <laughs> Lil Uzi Bert, uh, baby. Lil Uzi Bert. Okay. Uh, Jim, where was Nick Felino born? It's got to be Buffalo. It's got to be Buffalo. It's got to be Buffalo. Because he's American. I need a, I need a locked-in answer here. Uh, okay. Well, it's yeah buffalo yep okay correct oh my god yeah we had him on man <laughs> i know I, I know it's like a trick question <laughs> all right two one chip right yeah okay, one, okay. Not really, oh, I, and it's my my topic tom oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so tom uh the legendary alex trebek was honored at his uh former high school with a mural outside or painted on the wall uh, what is Alex Trebek's former high school? Oh, he, no way Tom gets this. No way Tom gets this. Not, there's there's maybe a 0.1 chance he gets it. I don't even know if he knows this is a school. <laughs> Sakura, I don't know. Are you, Sakura Jim, wasn't even around. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, you know that. It's 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 Sudbury Secondary, correct? That is that is correct. Right, that's right. Oh, right. I own the Sudbury topic. Give me, I, I want one more for a bonus. Dude, this I just actually, means. I just yeah, okay. Well, me, sorry. This just means you you own the Sudbury. Yeah, dude, be a politician, man. Like you're gonna become a teacher. Like this is just waste waste of a talent right now. You know every answer to everything. Sudbury related. Be the mayor. Be the next. Except for Ramsey Lake. Except for Ramsey Lake. Anyways. Still, they have nothing. The politicians have nothing to do with the lakes. Okay, that's the city. Okay, Mace. Well, uh, just for a victory lap. Uh, no, actually, uh, emergency. I have two extra sports math questions from last week. I didn't use. So perfect. Thanks, Mace. Well, I still get the next every question. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, up one. Yeah. Okay, so three, three, I'm up two. Three, I'm up two. two. Three, three one. one. Yeah, three one. Three one. What is the name of the arts festival currently happening that is responsible for the mural? Of Alex Trebek. Up, up here. That is correct. Uh, shout out to them doing a great job all around Sudbury. Uh, I, we, I actually sent them an email trying to get uh, trying to get us live from the Up Here Festival right when we started. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, no response. So. Um, but, <laughs> all right. Four two. So Tom's got to so, sweep. I'm not good at math. Four one. No. Four one. Four one. Four one. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so it's over. So, so it's over. Okay, so save oh, the yeah. save right. the sports math. Save the sports math. I don't even want to hear. It. <laughs> I don't even want to hear. Oh, no, oh, no, for sure. oh, no, Thank for you, sure. Tom. I own the Courtney's quiz. Oh no, for and, sure. No, 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 for sure. Um, okay, <laughs> let's move on to Tom's two minutes. Tom, you got two minutes to rant. I'll start the clock. Give me one second here, Tommy Blahos. It's Tom's two minutes. Here we go. 
Starting now. Okay, so okay, it's starting now. The clock's going. Gas prices absolutely ridiculous. Okay, my phone is fixed. Yeah, Bell Canada stole shit. My phone is fixed. We're gonna move away from that. Gas prices. A buck forty three, buck forty two, whatever it is. I I still remember when we were like sixteen or seventeen, gassing up at like one oh three point nine. I'm like, Dad, how cool is it that it's the same as the radio station when we're each getting our G license? Ridiculous how much gas prices are. Okay, so I paid like seventy five bucks for that. I still got a lot of time here. Okay. The election, the re-election's going on. I need to pick your brain about this. Justin Trudeau went absolutely bananas at whatever he was. He was like yelling at people, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Okay, listen, I am with you to people for people to get vaccinated. So we go back to normal. I get that. But people have a choice to put what they put into their body. Okay. So the Conservative Party going to win 20% of Canada not vaccinated yet. Okay, Al, all those votes, Trudeau, you're not going to win because wasn't there like a, a page? This is what happens when you listen to the news, ladies and gentlemen. There was a little, you know, in the page, he put in a little document wherever saying um, you only had to get vaccinated if it was work related or you're a doctor or nurse and all this stuff. But then a week later, he's at this, you know, rally or whatever, yelling at people to get vaccinated. And then the Conservative Party just basically showed up his hoop and said, listen, we have the same document that the federal government released saying, you know, only get vaccinated if you need it to be. Okay, a buck 25. Re-election. Is Trudeau going to win? I'm going to end it there. That's my... I can go on and on about this election. All right, I need to pick your brain. I need to pick your brain. Like, what, I don't, this is ridiculous. I don't like that. I don't like to comment much on on uh, election stuff. I mean, people have their political views. Yeah, and I, I, do, res- but, I ow, respect ow, it. Oh, I know. I want people to get vaccinated so we go back to normal. But he he shouldn't be yelling at people to get vaccinated. Yelling as a prime minister, like in their face, like you know, it's you know, and th- those I, people a lot, eventually. It, are, a Those lot of eventually you know, gonna have to get vaccinated. They will, but it's like yeah, right now, I don't, you know, he's you know, he's been a lot of actions that from him, and he's still been in. So I, it's crazy surprised. how he went from a, whatever a art teacher and a lifeguard to a six-year term as the prime minister of Canada. So hey, and it could be longer. Right. Could be longer. Could be yeah. longer. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be How interesting. Was that two minutes, boys? That's um, good, eh? Very good. Actually, I have a buddy running um, for the Conservative Party. Um, no, sh- sh- he follows the pod too. Shout out Ben Smith. Um, he's okay. running for Markham Stouffville. Um, Yeah, he's been a good buddy of mine that I met through being a student trustee. So um, good luck to him in, in his run. And, and, you know, it's a good learning experience. He also ran for trustee when I ran um, in his area too as well. So shout out to Ben um, on, on the big stage. So hopefully, uh, you know, get to see a young person in uh, in parliament. Um Let's go to we missed it, guys. I missed a bunch. So let me start off. Savard interview. I absolutely missed the boat when I said he had 93 stolen bases and uh and uh what was it 50 hit uh 50 hit by pitches. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. But <laughs> when I was looking at the computer, it had Parker Savard and stats, but it, it in tiny writing it said team stats. This is a, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. On a on a statistics, Mace, Mace, please don't don't clip that from the interview. Don't. It's, but no, it's there's like gold. a minute of dead air of Parker yeah, like yeah. finding his can, stats. Yeah, I guess you can. So I felt it, bad about that. Hilarious. I felt bad about that. It's just a, a dumb statement. Um, but I obviously I missed the ball on that. Um, I also 
we shout out we got to shout out the pelt pod they've been mentioning us uh, a bunch ben whiteside and the boys um have been mentioning us a bunch on the podcast i just listened to their pod actually they were talking about us playing felino they actually dissected me missing my two putts um was pretty pretty interesting so Did I'll, they actually? I'll, I'll send That's you guys hilarious. a clip it's it's nuts it's hilarious um and I missed the media performance ad read this episode, so I'll do the media performance ad read right now. Actually, and I'm going to sub it in now. Media performance, and I'm, if it's so, if not sold out already, they're having their own four-man scramble tournament um, at Timberwolf Golf and Country Club on the 30th of August. Damien Giroux will be there to talk, and also Paul Coffey. Um, BTB, we're trying to find out if we're going to be there. Not sure if we're playing, doing media. But one of us or uh, the whole team will be there um, to, to say hello and, and do some media coverage there. Um, it's a thousand bucks a person. All proceeds go into Northern Cancer Foundations. You get a meal, you play some golf. Um, so that is what I'll be doing for the ad read today for me performance. So go check it out. If it's not sold out already, you may have time to sign up. That is the me performance ad read right there. And uh, I think that's it for me for We Missed You. You guys got anything? Yeah, well, I don't really like to go back-to-back ad reads, but I have to give you the missing ad read. And before I do that, Al, before the missing ad read, because I don't want the listeners to get confusing with me, performance missing, we're in the uh, we're in the workshop. We're in the workshop for hoodies, okay? You know what? A couple we're, of in our close friends, we're in the lab. We're in the lab. lab. A couple of our close friends have seen what could be the final product. There is some final touches. Me, you, Roberto, Mace in the lab um it looks like mid-september we're not going to say the exact date because we don't even know but it looks like we'll be releasing some hoodies with missing as a club so let me talk to you guys about missing okay so missing is a local apparel company specializing in comfortable and affordable streetwear the brand helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's not alone line raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in ottawa and soon to be Sudbury. visit their their website to check them out and make sure to take a look at their new joggers and some of the new summer merch that they just released. Find them at www.jusmssn.com. That is www.justmissin.com. Or check them out on their Instagram page, at JustMissin. When you do purchase, JustMissin and Roberto Bagnano, who is the founder of JustMissin, has set up our BTB fans and listeners up with a promo code. At checkout, type in the promo code BTB20. That is BTB20 for 20% off all apparel. A deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing. Boys, I am getting so good at reading. It's it's mind-boggling. 36 episodes, like episode one to eight, I was like grade three. Tom Bomb's been stepping up the game. Okay, boys, it's been You're good. You're fourth year now, Tom. You're like Fourth year, man. Yeah. yeah, English is not my first language. It's okay. I, I had yeah. a couple things that I missed. But I forget it all because of all these ad reads. So I'll save it for next week. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay, one boys. thing I wanted to no, no, one thing I wanted to uh, just I I didn't miss, but this shirt came in, boys. Okay, almost Friday. Friday beers, sick brand. Look at my boy Poppy. Okay, Poppy. Friday beers. Check them out. They got sick collabs. They got the Tom Brady when he was getting pulled out with the Friday beers. They got the Hangover Crime Seed with the Friday beers. And it's just it's it's perfect because they always have the almost Friday and it's Thursday night and we're recording so just a little add on. Uh, awesome Matthews cover of NHL for a second. I was hoping someone was gonna say. Uh, so now that's two more NHL covers than he has playoff wins. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. And one more thing to say, it's uh, so I was out for lunch with Jacko, and he goes, "Did you see Matthews' EA Sports video?" I said, "No." He goes, "Tom, Matthews' boys has gotten earrings pierced. He's gotten earrings." So, still a fan. He's all about the swag. He's all about hanging out with Beebs and all this. If you can win me a goddamn playoff series, I'll like him a lot more. I'm still, you know, his favorite, like, I'm one of his favorite super fans. But the earrings, I'm Euro and I don't have that. So, we'll leave it at that. I know, Chim, your facial reaction says it all there. So, And we'll absolutely leave it at that. And that, I think, is a great way to end the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again. Uh, 10,000 streams. We, 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 that's just a very small milestone that we've hit. We're going to keep going with this thing, guys. We love it. Um, so thank you for joining the ride. Um, we are on Instagram at BTB Podcast, Tumble underscore, Apple, Spotify. You know where to find us. Uh, one thing I'll mention um, – Subri community did lose a, a very uh, big personality, someone that was very highly involved um, with, with Pepe Panini's, I believe. Um, also, Frubar Juicery when it, was, when it was around. Frank Roberto passed away this weekend um, at 50 years old, I believe. So he was, he was a great man. Um, uh, a shout out to, to, to his family. Um, I'm, I'm good buddies with uh, Bailey, his son. Uh, Bailey Roberto. So just wanted to give uh, our condolences there. Uh, a big personality that we're going to miss big time um, in Sudbury. Frank was was one of a kind, really. He lived his life um, to the fullest. So uh, again, B2B sends our condolences. And that's going to do it for the episode, ladies and gentlemen. And actually, Mace, to change it up, um, we do want people to send music. But let's, you know, we've been to the Arkells. I'd like, if you could, to put in All Roads. It's just a fantastic tune. We'll put All Roads as our outro by the Arkells. And maybe we'll try and get them on the pod. You never know. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 36. Thank you for joining the ride. And we will see you in a couple of Tuesdays. Take care. Thursday. Stay safe. Thursdays. My God, I'm still forgetting that. Take care. Stay safe. Love you all. That's going to do it. I